Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast, Disney has talked to Fox about buying their company. Is this the first step on the road to get the X-Men and Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And writer Brian Michael Bendis is leaving Marvel for DC. They're breaking up. Plus, we attempt to cut through all the hype and hyperbole to give you our honest thoughts as we review the latest entry into the MCU, Thor Ragnarok. Full spoilers ahead, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturbance. Yo, welcome, listener, to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your weekly geek fix, giving you comic books, superhero, pop culture-related news, reviews, and occasional interviews. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And he's the heavily medicated rug boy. What's up, rugs? How you doing? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Whoa! Oh, oh, you got a little, you got a little Kathleen Turner voice there, Rugs. How you feeling? Yeah, I got a frog and a toad in my throat. <laughs> hey, you, you just this what happens after you watch Vi Warshawski on repeat? Like you end up talking like yeah, Kathleen. Yeah, this is what Turner. happens when you smoke like seventy packs of cigarettes. Rugs, I told you, you stop smoking. You're you're you are a walking flame retardant fire hazard. Yeah, but sometimes the old <laughs> habits come back. You know. Listen, life's life can be stressful. I enjoy a good smoke myself. Uh, new listener, thanks for joining us. If you stumbled on the show, well, tough shit. Now you're here. Now you got to listen. But if you want to know what we do here, uh, I'm going to uh, give you a testimonial here in the form of uh, a recent iTunes review because it's a douchey reading your own reviews on your own podcast, but this is how I spin it. It's for the new listener. Here's, a t- here's what you're getting into. We got uh, the, the title of this review is you asked for it. So, and the reason that's titled is a couple episodes ago, guys. Remember, I said, if you have a podcast and you listen, send us a review. We'll read it. We'll plug your podcast. Here we go. Okay. All right. You asked for it. So, five stars written by Dutch wants a nine ball option. Uh, it says here, probably my favorite non-serious podcast. Whoa. I love how Imran is over-caffeinated and Anthony doesn't give a shit half the time. Show <laughs> doesn't take itself too seriously, but production quality is good. Great perspectives and reviews on stuff I'm interested in. If I had to give one critique, it's that they ask for donations as frequently as the 700 Club or PBS. But hey, you gotta pay the bills. Rugboy, one of the co-hosts, reminds me of a dorky little shit I went to <laughs> Illinois State with. So he's endearing to me. I actually gave them props on air on my own podcast so shameless plug at vfu podcast on twitter a voice from the underground hey they asked for it keep up the good work and go cubbies nerd. thank you uh voice from the underground uh for the review do we really uh, ask for donations a lot no once look once a show uh i'm like hey check out our fan club did i mention you can uh, support us on patreon look you get bonus content how fr- I, I get the joke. It's funny, but it's not that frequent. Once a show in the middle, you barely notice it. Uh, but their podcast, I did listen. They have three episodes. They just started. It's like three dudes. They're very intelligent. They talk about superhero movies and hip hop and sports. Uh, and they enjoyed our uh, 
going our our Game of Thrones, our first watch late to the party Game of Thrones reviews because the guy said uh, he's seen everything and uh, it brought back what he loved about. Did Game you guys of notice Thrones. how you left? No, I saw you left and you came back in. What were you? What are you talking about now? <laughs> Thanks for coming down. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show, Anthony. I heard you laugh. <laughs> I laughed and then left. Oh, because I got couldn't hear anything. It was stupid cast. Um. Anyways, I was just. What did you say? What were you saying about the, how many times do you plug the Patreon? Just once. Once a show. I don't think that's a lot. Check out Voice from the Underground. I'll put a link in the show notes. Ask for more money. Later. Yes. By the way, uh, did I mention you can support us on Patreon? Uh, check it out. Yeah, it's fucking Patreon. show is free, dude. <laughs> it's free. It's a dollar, and you get bonus content. We will talk about that later. In our- I like his uh, reviews of us, though. Yeah. Bug Boy being the dorky little shit. Yeah, this is the most like uh, <laughs> passive-aggressive, uh, like my favorite non-serious podcast. It's great. <laughs> it's a it's a terrific passive aggressive view. Yeah. Uh they liked our Game of Thrones we got five uh, stars. recap. Yeah. But we got five yeah. stars. I'll take the review. Uh also, if you're a new listener, check out our last show for our Stranger Things review. We reviewed season two with our buddy Matt Dalhauer. Lots of fun geeking out about that show. And Anthony, uh, you wouldn't be the jock without uh and we rarely have any jock content. So I'm Yeah, we have nothing. I'm excited. Let's uh let's get the jock shit out of the way. Uh, you got something about something going on in uh, real fighting, not fake superhero fighting. Right, right. Uh, well, this past UFC was UFC 217 ah. in Madison Square Garden, the second show ever in Madison yeah. Square Garden. The first one was headlined by Conor McGregor. Uh, this one was headlined by the return of George St. Pierre. So, No um, way. Old Bad yeah. Truck. Bad Truck the Leaper from Old Captain Bad America. Yeah, GSP's back. Did he retire? That's how you would know him. That's the yes. only way I know him. He retired and came back? He retired and came back after a four-year layoff. How old is he? And Did he win? <laughs> he's 36 or 37. Okay. He fought in the main event against Michael Bisping, yeah. who's the 185-pound champion, yeah. and George St. Pierre was the 170-pound champion when he retired. Okay. So he was moving up and waiting. Yeah, he did win. Wow. He came back and That's beat right. the middleweight champ. It was actually three title fights on the show, and they were all pretty fucking amazing, and the first time ever that three belts have changed hands on one show. Did he do any leaping? Did he leap? Uh, he did a Superman punch. Yes, routine. yes. As long as he leaps and does a fucking flying punch down to the face, uh, I'm happy. All right, that's cool. So uh, GSP, I just had to bring it up because GSP is one of my uh, one of my favorites and one of the more popular uh, UFC fighters of all time. Is he back? Some consider him the the best of all time. Is he going to fight more, or was this just like a one time thing? Uh, we'll see. I think he's going to fight some more, but he's going to be very careful in in who he fights. But he is a champion. I've seen a few of his matches, so yeah, he's legit. Right on, old French white guy. Yeah. He can beat the shit out of you. French Canadian. French Canadian. Canadian, really. He's just from Montreal, so. Excellent. Okay, that's good. Very exciting. Let's move. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, I think it's cool. Let's put him in. You don't even know who he is. I just put him in the next Marvel movie. I don't know. Then I'll I'll pay attention. That's all I mean. Technically, he's not dead. He could come back in a Marvel movie. Yeah, Batroc was just like defeated, right? And uh, yeah, Captain America kicked his ass, and then Batroc like ran away. Yeah, give us a Captain America four with Batroc the Leaper. Wee wee. All right, look, we're gonna review Thor Ragnarok this episode. Uh, But first, I got a couple of uh, news stories that made me go, "Oh shit!" Get to that right now. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Okay, the first of two things that I just had to get your guys' thoughts on, because it was pretty nuts. Word came out from CNBC that 21st Century Fox 
had been holding talks to sell most of the company to Disney. Oh, shit. Uh, so but CNBC's great. They bullet point the important stuff in this article, so I didn't have to, re- to read it. Uh, according to people familiar with the situation, they've been holding talks. Disney would not purchase all of Fox. Uh, Fox is said to believe that a more tightly focused group of properties around news and sports could compete more effectively. And pretty much the sides are not talking now. It's completely dead. But they were talking about basically Disney buying all their movie properties, which of course we know Fox holds the rights to the X-Men and the fantastic four. So on one hand, exciting that those properties can return to Marvel, but on the other hand, uh, I I'm kind of uh, nonplussed because I was really, I'm really digging the way what they're doing with the X-Men property now. Like they're, they're starting to be edgy. They're starting to take risks and that's going to go away. And you can say goodbye to your R rated superhero movies. If you're a fan of the R rated superhero movies and this happens, uh, you know, Logan and Deadpool, we ain't be getting that shit. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Uh, why would Fox approach Disney instead of the other way around? Well, I mean, Fox is probably losing money. That's probably why. And they're, yeah, they have all these different properties. I read I read the article as well, and um, they don't really have a like a digital platform, ah, like, like a like stream, a Netflix yeah, or yeah. Am- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and that's kind of where it's trending towards. Um, and Disney has something that they're ve- developing already. And then, as far as their movies, I guess they're they're just not making enough money on these movies um, for it to to warrant having a movie division. And they can't they. They can't sell all their stuff because it would be like a, a monopoly. Yeah, it's like yeah, a monopoly. There's a bunch of uh, rules against that. But um, as far as why is Fox approaching them, I think it's they're just not making enough money. Obviously. Well, not only that, but they have a a a group like Disney that wants their characters back, yeah, right. and it's yeah. probably going to pay through the nose for them. So yeah, they're Disney in a position. Has, has a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's the thing. They're is, in a good position to negotiate yeah. to get their character to get the most money for those characters. They can throw all yeah, sorts I, I guess, of if, amounts at them. If you're gonna sell, you would go to the the person that kind of wants some you of your shit. You know who should buy fucking these characters is DC. That'd be the greatest. Oh, if Warner oh, Brothers would buy this, they would just imagine they just plunk oh, down like more money than Marvel would. There's no reason. I don't, they I don't w- know how that works. But I don't know if that would work they or not. Do that. They, Why not? Yeah, they totally could do that. That that would be the upset of the year. There has to be some sort of. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I, I feel like there would be Disney would or Marvel would have wrote some sort of agreement you where can't it's sell like, it to if anybody you ever else. Sell, you can't sell it to another comic book owned company i would think you could sell it to whoever and that would be just a crazy, crazy fucking though. fuck you if they step in and i don't know i don't them. know what i don't know what if that's possible. Uh, crazier things have happened crazier things have happened and we've long talked since the mcu started how great it would be to see like the x-men versus the avengers however though with disney with marvel becoming so disney i don't know do we want to see disneyfied x-men and fucking uh, i don't know i'd rather see wolverine versus batman Oh, that would be fucking <laughs> sick, and not just like in Bat in the Sun in a fan in a fan video. Yeah, show it to me on the big screen. So there's there's two. I mean, there's the line of thought where, man, I would love to see fucking Hugh Jackman interact with right Tony like uh what's Robert Downey Jr. Like that'd be great. So like that part of me like yeah, you want to see all the, the comic book properties under the property that made them Marvel. But then you know, I it, I would also argue that. The Marvel movies have been better because they don't have to worry about incorporating this weird thing yep. called the X-Men, yep. which 
even in the comics has always kind of been a weird thing like wait why are mutants alienated when there's a million other superheroes that have weird powers and got them in weird ways to integrate it now into the universe they have that would be a hell of a task i don't know how you do it it would solve their fucking shitty inhuman problem they can just fucking forget the inhumans ever <laughs> right. happened uh maybe you buy it and still keep it separate but then people will be like nah, how come uh, you there's don't no see way it uh, no way. Yeah. So, you know, even you buy it to, to incorporate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you think of the great crossover uh, events in the comics that have featured X-Men Avengers and how uh, sometimes they, they, they have mutants have been on the Avengers team and some Avengers and Fantastic Four have turned into mutants. Each other. They fought each other. They fought together like such a rich history. But how you incorporate it into this current Disney MCU? I don't know. And I don't. The fir- Actually, the first thing I thought of. Yeah. And I, when I read the article, I was like, oh, that's why they wouldn't, they, these aren't for sale. Like Fox News is very, it's not going to be, wouldn't it be sold if they, Disney bought it? Right. But I was like, man, Disney's pretty liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Why would Fox they want Fox? Fox is really conservative. Yeah, yeah. Why would they want that? They don't want the news. They but don't they want to get yeah, the news. They want to so, get the news yeah. of the sports and they'll double down on the news. Fox News ratings got to be soaring in the fucking day, this day and age. You got to imagine all the fucking nuts and they've just know. probably grown because- they they just can't figure out what they're doing. Even watching it for fun, you know. Sometimes it's fun to just turn Fox on as like a comedy. It's like a modern day tragic comedy. It's hilarious. So I don't know. Let's see if these talks continue. The fact that they I even mean, what, met yeah, that, that, even, is insane. That that even came up is yeah. Is, yeah, like you said, pretty crazy. And I think I believe uh, this is how like the Spider Man thing started. Someone like the talks just started and fell. Like apparently they were they were supposed to have the Spider Man deal way back in like 2012, and it kind of fell apart. So it doesn't mean it's dead forever. Also, I read no. this other interesting article that Disney uh, they could cancel this they, something about canceling the Simpsons if they do this. They they would be smart to shut the Simpsons down, even though it's still running, and kind of just make it its own thing. Um, I I, don't know, I thought that was interesting that they everyone brought the Simpsons. What would be the fate of the Simpsons? All right, the what uh, would be the fate of the Simpsons? Uh, well, I don't know. Like it's still it's just it's still on. Is it still good? Are people still watching? It's just I, I there. That they would buy some of their 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 networks. Yes, yeah. Like FX and National Geographic yep, yep, and slide over yep. and, and like maybe some yeah. other stuff. And the Simpsons pretty much helped build the network of Fox from the very beginning and make it what it is. Uh, but it's been on for 30 years. Well, Fox was always what? Like the, it was like ABC, CBS, NBC. And then Fox was like, that came out of like when the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 80s, married like to the, children. The, the, tried to be the fourth yeah, main channel. Yeah. And was like the stepchild. Or they all. had like Bill O'Reilly on Inside Edition and like crazy fucking shows and. Uh, it was trying to be the fourth, the fourth it, channel. It, it, it is. It was. It, it was is, legit. It is. Yeah. It is still. It's, and I mean, look, I consider it the major TV. And look network. where they. I mean, they got like a Marvel show. They got a, a DC show. They're. Uh, they still got a lot of great animation. So, wow. Yeah. What is uh, Fox's? They got a. I think they're with DreamWorks. Maybe is is it? I for, uh, is that? I, I forget. I, man. It, so I. You know whether it's dead or not. The fact that they're talking could mean we could see. The mutants and X Men in the MCU sometime. Way that's the in big geek. Com- that's a big geek um, implication. Holy right there. shit! I will just I will miss the R rated movies because they were not going to give us those. Uh, the other big holy shit news that came out this week is the fact that Brian Michael Bendis, long writer at Marvel, writing there since two thousand, created so many things and pretty much created what Marvel Comics is right now today. 
He's leaving Marvel for DC. Oh, shit. Holy crap. That's crazy. Uh, I have so many questions. Uh, you know, who's next? What is the situation? Because the man is like right now is writing like 20 books. He's like the second longest tenured writer at Marvel. And uh, and and he retweeted this thing. It's legit. Like uh, what what you know, he's really you know, what he's good with is like these epic storylines, teenage characters. He's the guy who started in 2000 writing Ultimate Spider-Man and gave us Miles Morales, Jessica Jones. He's writes the Defenders, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's written the X-Men. He's written every character he wants to. Now, I don't know if the you know how the sales are for his book these days, uh, but him moving to D.C. is nuts. Anthony, comment. I honestly haven't read comics in probably three years now, yes, four years. Yes. So I haven't read a Bendis book in a while. Um, maybe he's written everybody he wanted to write in Marvel, and he's like, now it's time to write some guys in DC. As far as what I think of his writing style, he has some good stuff. My problem with him was that when I've read a lot of his books that were current as of three years ago, yeah. I always felt like all his characters were talking in the same voice. Like everybody had this like, kind of young yep. tilt to them yep. and kind of this innocent, like goofy kind of tilt. Mm. Like I felt like he would write Iceman the same way he would write Miles Morales. All the teenagers. Yeah. All the teenagers yeah. were all the same. Like I, I felt like everybody was in that teeny kind of uh, um, mindset. So that was, that was one of my complaints is that I didn't, I felt like everyone no the, the voices weren't distinguished. Yeah. Enough. He's got like a real distinct voice in his work. Yeah. It was all like him. It felt like yeah. him writing it, which is, I guess, okay. He did have a great run on Daredevil, and uh, he gave us the Riri Williams, uh, but also Avengers Disassembled into New Avengers. Uh, Civil what? War. Civil War 2, Siege, Secret Invasion, House of M. Ultimate Rug Spider-Man. Uh, Rugs, do you think, what do you think he's going to bring to DC, and is this going to be like a big uh, a hole that Marvel has to fill now? I mean, it's good for DC if he... Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be writing Batman. I hope he doesn't. He, the uh, only thing he's written is like one Batman story and some like collected thing. It's the yeah, only I don't DC think stuff he's, he's good written. for. Maybe good for uh, Green Lantern or or Flash. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd be good for those guys, like those lighthearted, you know, dudes. Yeah, that's that's the feel I get from him is that he's he's written some serious stuff, but I, even I feel Superman he's best he with do. the lightweight. I think stuff. he could do a yeah. good Superman. Oh, I'd be actually interested to see Brian Michael Ben the Superman. He did kind of start the trend of like the decompressed stories where they really slowed down and uh, you know, the long the conversations. Trades, long conversations. You had to you know, the trade paperbacks felt more fulfilled, but it was this was like in two thousand, the start of this style. And launching the ultimate universe, giving us Miles Morales. Uh he's also did a part of a shit ton of event comics. Uh, yes, and he's written. I think he's consulted on a lot of the the MCU early stuff. I think he wrote the first post been, credit scene in Thor, in Thor. I think he wrote. He that. might have been part of the the Marvel committee. He was. That was he was part of that Marvel creative committee before it got disbanded, and now right. Feige just reports right to Disney. He's uh, up there with my favorite writers, though. He's really like in the top ten of mine. Rugs, guess what? This now makes your other favorite writer, Dan Slott. The second most tenured oh, writer for Marvel all time, and I believe not. Who's oh, who's first? Uh, number one, I think, is Peter David, oh. who's still who's come back and still writing, and he's oh, written still the there? longest. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, I think Peter David's writing uh, stuff too. Peter David wrote like the uh, intelligent Hulk, yeah, uh, kind of talky Hulk that we kind of see in this movie, sort of not quite completely talky, uh, but. 
Uh, yeah, so Dan Slott moves up number two. I'm wondering who else is going to jump ship because I remember Jonathan Hickman was, had taught, had a meeting with Jim Lee like last year. And there's a bunch of other guys. Charles Sewell is going to have to write 50 books now. Like these guys, they have, they write tons of books. The only thing I read anymore from Marvel is Star Wars and Spider-Man. And that's about it. So you're reading Dan Slott, basically. I'm reading Dan Slott and Chip Z- uh, uh, Zdarsky, uh, Spectacular, Peter Parker. I bought like the first six issues. Uh, it's pretty good. It's different. And Brian Michael Bendis' uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man title. So one Dan Slott title and the other's three different writers. Three different Spider-Man titles. It's good coverage. So those are the two crazy things to do is I just, I wanted to get your thoughts on. I thought, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to get me buying comics. I may buy I like the first Bendis. thing. Is he, he's a good read. Like he's easy to read. Easy to read. Yes, definitely. You flip through them. Yeah. Very colloquial, very, you know, breezy, uh, breezy, like real conversations. Uh, so maybe breezy he's as in Chris Brown. He's Yeezy. No, that's Lil Wayne. Oh, Jesus. Jeezy? Oh, no, that's Kanye West. Kanye actually. is Yeezy. Jeezy. I thought Jesus. Breezy, Breezy is Chris Brown. Wheezy is Lil Wayne. Wheezy is the wife from... Uh... Yeah, and then Young Jeezy is Young Jeezy. <laughs> Wheezy <laughs> is the wife from... Oh, shit. What's that show? I'm blanking. Rugs, what's the show? Wheezy? Oh, that's the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. And, Weezer is also a band. And Yeezy is, was Jesus's nickname in high school. Everyone knows that. Call me easy. I'm the savior. All right. That's it for the news. <laughs> Let's get to the Thor Ragnarok review. Here's your spoiler alert. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. Yahoo. Before we get to the review, though, I got to mention, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, send us your thoughts on this movie or anything. Visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. Our Twitter's there. Our Facebook group is there. Our email is there. Call the voicemail line. 312-248-4376. I don't know. Call, call it. Why? Just call it. Call the voicemail line. We play your voicemail and join our Facebook group. A big shout out to new members this week, Jason Mumert and Jason Brigger, who is a member of the History of Bad Ideas podcast. Geek Mooner. Welcome to the group, people. Welcome to the shenanigans. Okay. Thor Ragnarok before we, Ragnarok. Ragnarok or Thor Fraggle Rock as some people have been yes. calling it which is kind of which is funny there's a little bit of Fraggle Rock in there down to Fraggle Rock uh, Anthony has no what? idea what Fraggle Rock yeah. Yeah. what the fuck every illusion I've made so far has been something that nobody that's younger than 30 knows illusion yeah illusion uh, illusion illusion a reference yeah, the I'll Jeffersons illusion Anyone? would be like well I don't know Not even, <laughs> I might embarrass myself by <laughs> trying to define it Look it up. Look, before we get to our opinions on the movie, let's start with some facts. Uh, the fact being, <laughs> uh, the, this is not fake news, people. These are true facts. This is the 17th MCU movie. Holy fuck. In nine years. It hasn't even been 10 years. 17th movie, nine years. Not only that, they are 17 for 17 for their movies opening at number one. Oh, wow. shit. Have not had a movie that has not opened number one yet. Uh, this completes their third trilogy in all these 17 movies. You know, uh, following oh, nice. Iron, Man, Iron Man, Captain Cap. America. And we yeah. got a Thor rag, Thor trilogy within the movies. Uh, looking at the rotten tomato tomatometer, this thing right now sitting at 93%, but that means shit. The average rating is 7.5 out of 10. 93% fresh. 93% meaning 93% of the critics liked it. Yes. 
Uh, 93% of dentists would recommend it if you're on right. a stranded island. Chew on this movie. Box office. Chew on Mjolnir. Chew on Mjolnir. Oh, poor R.I.P. Mjolnir. Poor, poor Darcy. Poor Darcy. Poor Jane Foster. Poor a lot of people that they just fucking... Poor like the... Oh, never mind. Yeah, look, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> look, this movie was made for $180 million. Wow. Opening weekend domestically, it opened $122 million. Oh, shit. Opening weekend, more than they... that A little bit more than what they estimated. It's the sixth highest opening of a Marvel movie all time. Damn. Uh, domestically, beating out Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Thor beating out Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's a reason. Uh, oh, so worldwide total as of November 7th, this movie has made $450 million already. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at the trends of This Marvel thing's going to hit a billion. This, no, I don't well, know if it'll hit a billion. I, I can't. The, the international is hard for me to yeah, predict. Yeah. But any movie that's open this well yeah. domestically makes at least $300 million It'll do Guardians money. Guardians 2 finished. So for reference, Guardians 2 opened 146. Whoa. Uh, finished at 389. I think this actually might have better word of mouth than Guardians 2. This could be so 400. It could, get to that, four, it could get to that number. 400 million domestically. Maybe like 380, 390. Damn. Well, I think that the lead in for Guardians was Guardians 1. It was better. Right. Right. Like Dark World is not a good lead in. No, not at all. I think everyone forgot about Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. I mean, clearly the marketing of this movie, I think, uh, just brought people out because they did a good job Mark. who the fuck gave a shit about thor this also because of thor this is a crazy stat this the mcu becomes the first film franchise to cross five billion dollars at the north american box office oh shit now the think about that that is more than the star wars franchise the harry potter franchise the batman franchise what about the dark universe franchise Wait, well that's dead they're not they well, had one oh, yeah, i was gonna say oh by the way by they the way, announced today that is that is now done right i believe <laughs> kurtzman and the other producer just left left everything left <laughs> no but all the all the movies are now dead in the like, water that's like can you have a franchise a shared universe with one movie that's well technically there's <laughs> all two. the actors that they had signed up <laughs> yeah, have left what happened what is oh what's javier bardem and Angelina Johnny Jolie Depp. and Johnny Depp gonna do now? What happens yeah. to Russell Crowe? We're never gonna find out what happens to Project, whatever the fuck it was called in the shitty movie. I didn't even Prodigium. see it. Prodigium. My oh. Prodigium was, uh, was I had a little rash on my Prodigium today, but I put some ointment on it. Yeah, it, it sounds so. like it's a part of your like, yeah, <laughs> inner it's throat. Better. It's a lot better right now. I'll just say this, though, about that. Isn't this is, crazy? It's much harder than you would think yeah. to create a shared universe. Yeah. As, as by example, with the dark universe. Yes. Even though the Warner, DC Warner Brothers They're having, still a, trying to figure having that a rough out. time. X-Men, you know, had uh, 17 years and it's all fucking wonky. Uh, but this thing, Jesus, 5 billion. So side note, another side note, uh, the other story that came out, Wonder Woman now, top grossing superhero origin movie. Of all time. Oh, shit. In five months, it made $821.74 million. That just tops 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That would made $821.7 million and held you that got, you record. You got to adjust for inflation. Yeah, but, yeah. That, but that record, it held that record for 15 years. Uh, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's going to help top it, but uh, good for no, them. No, I'm saying Spider-Man 2 would, or Spider-Man. Oh, would, that, would, would that number would be well over a billion. Way higher, yeah. yeah. 
But trying it back to Thor, it's based on mythical, uh, you know, gods or whatever. Gods and jokes, which leads us to our opening thoughts. We'll run the review like we usually do. Opening thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like, some Easter eggs, yada, yada. Uh, Anthony, why don't you go first? Okay. What did you, uh, how'd you feel about the first Thor movies? And uh, what'd you think of this one walking out? So the first Thor movie I enjoyed. Uh, the second Thor movie I thought was eh, okay. I again I don't ever really not like any of the Marvel movies, right. and this won't won't be the case either. Yep, breaking that mold. Um, I've seen it twice. I would say it's an entertaining movie in parts, um, but overall it's not my flavor. Hmm. Um, because I felt like it was too much on the side of Spaceballs and too much of I saw a review on Birth Movies Death, and I think it was pretty spot on of just kind of a farce. Like they, everything was running to the joke. Like nothing yeah. could be serious. So it was yeah. just what it wasn't how I would have wanted to see Thor in his third and final movie. Not final movie, but his ending his trilogy. His third movie. of the trilogy. And I mean, this is the sixth time we've seen Thor in 17 movies. It is. Uh, so yeah. Okay, Rugs. Uh, opening thoughts. Well, I went into this. Uh, see, after that first trailer with immigrant song, it looked like it'd be, it was going to be like a fucking badass movie, right? Yep. Then that second trailer came out where it's like, oh, here's some jokes. It's going to be a little funnier. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, and then we start hearing from the news about Taika Waititi doing all this improv. Yep. And then uh, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I did not like. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I mean, I think it's a it's an okay movie. It's it's like it's decent. It's not like a bad piece of shit or anything. But it's just not my favorite of the Marvel movies. It's in the middle somewhere towards mm. the bottom. And uh I was like I was scared that this was going to be the same thing. And um I felt like this was a little funnier. Like the the jokes were better and worked better in Thor, but nothing else worked. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're there, if you're going for to laugh, at and and you're gonna be fine, you're gonna enjoy yourself. But if you're going to see a a Marvel movie about Marvel characters and uh, progressing the story or even paying attention to the story, uh, look somewhere else. Good, good, good. That's exactly what I would say. Well put. Uh, <laughs> well put. There we go. I myself look the first Thor movie. Uh, you know, I appreciated the Shakespearean nature and kind of them Kenneth taking Branagh, it. Kenneth Branagh, baby. Kenneth Branagh. You know, it had the essence of like the serious Thor. Uh, the second movie, uh, it's a little wackier. There's a little more jokes, but it's uh, uh, pretty forgettable uh, and kind of just there for Loki, you know, for some fun Loki stuff. And then just like you said, Rugs, yeah, we, we knew this was going to be improv. Last week, we talked about how they added 30 minutes of jokes back in uh, after Comic-Con, after having a 100-minute cut. And I was like, oh, boy, all right, I'm going to walk into this expecting a slapstick movie. And I got exactly what I expected. I have two F words for this movie. It's fun and forgettable. Uh, Super entertaining, super fun. Nothing wrong with the movie. I didn't laugh out loud during the movie. Me neither. Like I did during Guardians. And in fact, the crowd around me, I saw it also twice. The first night was on Friday. The crowd, the first line where he's like, oh, hey, I bet you're wondering how I got in this case. The first line, everyone's fucking laughing their ass off. And I'm like... It's, it's it's not that funny. Am I missing something? So everyone was laughing at stuff. And at times I was like, 
Guys, it's not that funny. Relax. Uh, but it was a, it gave you everything from slapstick humor to like dry, like British wit. I just wish it had a little bit I would more go substance. Australian, New Zealand wit. Well, it's New Zealand yeah, comedy. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely Flight of the Concords, New, like New Zealand, Taika Waititi comedy. So, yeah, that was great. It's fun, but it's so lighthearted, so superficial for a movie where so many huge things happen that will have repercussions in this universe that we have been invested in for 17 movies. It's just so superficial. Had it taken itself just a little bit more seriously, I would have enjoyed it more. Like, I really should have loved this because I love that kind of humor. But it was was just like, yeah, it's forgettable. It's good. It's forgettable, though. So... So where, where do you want to take the conversation, Imran? Let's start with what we liked. There were things that worked in this movie. Yes. There were things that what was... worked for you, Rugs? Give me one thing. Well, I love the production design. Oh, I love the influence from Jack Kirby. It reminded me of like Flash Gordon and the sev- uh, the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, it looked great. The costumes are great. Uh, the the effects are fucking incredible. The design for Surtur and everyone just, it's it's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, very pretty. Great to look at. What uh, else? What I would else? say. So I would say, a lot of Marvel movies have been getting this kind of stamp of like they're all kind of the same feel. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to compare this to Guardians too. I didn't really get the Guardians vibe, other than it's like this in space and in like these wacky kind of um, settings. Uh, I felt like this after, especially some doing some research after, is like Taika Waititi's movie through and through. So for that, I would give them a lot of credit because they're letting at least the director kind of run with it a little bit more and put his like stamp. And I felt that way coming off of this movie. I read a couple of interviews where it was like Marvel basically said you have to incorporate this in the beginning and you have to get to this point in the end. But everything else, just do your shit. How you get there is up to you. So I respect that because they they let Taika be Taika and and have his own way of doing things. He, I read another article where he was talking about the, the way he does comedy and how it's a little different than most. So the scene where Thor and Korg are talking about the weapons and Thor's, they're basically goofing off about all the weapons and yeah, like how these yeah. are all kind of ridiculous. And yeah. even the hammer's ridiculous. Yeah. Like most American comedies would be like, Korg would, it'd be straight up like, here's your weapon. Yeah. Go out there, have a great, you know, go out there. I believe in you, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he would turn around once Thor walks away and goes, he has no chance. Like that would be <laughs> yeah, the normal yeah. American comedy. But yeah. the way Taika does it is he they just address the fact that everything on here looks ridiculous. They just talk about it, matter of fact. And they, they keep talking about it. And they drag it into the ground. Like uh, yeah. this, like you rode the hammer. The hammer pulled you off. <laughs> oh, the hammer oh my God, you? the hammer no. pulled you off? Oh, you rode on the hammer. No, or like that, 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 that three-pronged thing where yes. they kill three vampires at the same time. Like stuff like that where they're just making fun of what's on set. Well, it's so self-aware of itself. Well, you'd expect that a movie like this, what is it, the 17th movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. That at some point they're going to start, you know, making fun of themselves. Right. But um, it just was, it was on, it was on a level of scale that I didn't th- think yeah, was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing, look, there's nothing wrong with being software and parodying what you are, but the whole thing is a parody? Like, well, the- let's, well, but let's, let's focus on the positive of, yes, I think all of us. We're surprised at how much comedy, like not even comedy, but how self-aware it was and how yeah, yeah. how it didn't take itself seriously at all. At all. So like if in that instance, I'm, my point is, is that they're 
they're trying something different. Yes, and, and they're yes. letting like the direct the director do things and kind right. of make this his own thing, which I think overall is a positive moving forward if we're looking at like Ryan Coogler's um, Black Panther and uh, the Russo brothers, who I think have been given a lot of um, latitude in making their movies with Infinity War. Like the directors are kind of getting a little bit more leeway. I, well, look, they're getting a little bit, but there's still kind of like a formulaic thing about it. There's still these well, parameters what, they got to stay. Uh, like formulaic? Can I jump that? in? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I jump in. Like uh, Iron Man was John Favreau was a comedic director, yes. right? Yep. Favreau set the tone for the Marvel universe. Uh, Robert Downey did a lot of improv with Tony Stark, and so this is in the same vein as that. It's just Favreau reined it in and made a very balanced film yeah. that a lot of people can enjoy for all different reasons. And this is a movie simply that you can enjoy if you want to see. Uh, entertainment and comedy. Uh, it's kind of like a Fast and Furious movie. That's what I would put it like. It's like, like, but not as the action isn't as staged as well as Fast and Furious. The but, effects are better. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it is a Marvel comedy. It's like an. It's like a. It, you know, each movie is like an episode in this really long TV show. So like. This is a great episode what, of like a Marvel sketch. What was, what was formulaic about this movie? Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's formulaic. Yeah, no, but I'm no, just I'm, that, I'm asking Imran because that's what he said. Um, I mean, you you still have the three act structure. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, the, yeah I guess that's just it. A, really wasn't just formulaic. Standard, standard movie. In the movie, the literally, thing. the movie never ever took itself seriously. Well, formulaic right. in the in, in there is a like Marvel's not going. It's PG thirteen safe. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's like fun for the whole family. It's uh, they're not really upping the stakes of anything. I mean, it's, that's it's, that, that, that I would get. I will get to that in, yeah. the, in my yeah. criticism. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it's a YTT movie, but it still feels like a Marvel movie. You know, it's not. Uh, it, it, it's not completely removed. Here's another positive. Honestly, this is what I'm going to say. Like the mo- the most positive thing is like they finally gave Thor a fucking personality. Because let's face it, what what was the alternative to have a boring, brooding Thor with this character? What else can you really well, he do? He wasn't brooding in the other yeah, movies. He, he was, was a fun guy. I mean, he got more fun, you know, as as he made oh, more and more the first one, He was into drinking beer and yeah. But it was instead of like, how often can he do the fish out of water thing? Uh, uh, you know, I did like that. It's not on Earth at all. And, yeah, you know, well, but it is actually the fish out of water thing. I would argue because he's on these other planets and he's acting like Thor, and everyone is like, "You're a joke." <laughs> you're, That's a good point. You, who gives a? You're, yeah. They keep calling him the Lord of yeah. Thunder. He's like, it's God of Thunder, right? So he is a fish out of water. Who knew he was so funny? Was he hitting like Asgard open mic stand up clubs like in the <laughs> last two years, working on a Type Fifteen? Chris Hemsworth. Basically, was like told Kevin Feige, "I'm done doing Thor unless we change this up." He yeah. wanted to be funny. Yeah. He, he, the quote is, "I feel like I'm dying here. I feel like I have handcuffs on." Jesus. And he, you know what? He's he's got good timing. Like he's pretty. No, funny. I think he's great uh, yeah. doing that. It's just the amount of it. It has to balance out. That's all. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, another thing I liked was the music. Not only the synth, synthy, like weird '80s music. But fucking Led Zeppelin immigrant song. This I thought was interesting uh, because it was in the trailer and then they put it in the movie. Turns out Taika Waititi, when he pitched this in 2015 in the sizzle reel, he had this song. He had this song in his mind from the very beginning. And apparently Led Zeppelin are sticklers 
when it comes to using their stolen music that they stole in the first place, they don't <laughs> like to let it out. There's maybe been like four movies that they've let their songs be used in and they sent them this trailer and they allowed them to use movie, but they wanted, uh, Marvel wanted to tweak the song a little bit. And Zeppelin was like, nope, that's where we're going to put our fucking foot down. We stole it. You can't change it. Uh, so they didn't let him tweak it. They wanted to add like orchestra and shit. But I got to say, dude, uh, Thor fighting Surtur to Immigrant Song is pretty fucking badass. Like that's a badass fucking yeah. scene right there. And it comes back twice, right? Yeah. And at the end, I was surprised that we got a big battle right up front. Like I thought all that Surtur shit was going to be at the end, mm. but it's kind of the bookend of the movie. Uh, which uh, wasn't bad. I enjoyed uh, Korg. I thought Korg was hilarious. Korg is I, I enjoyed. There's moments like I enjoyed Hulk being this pouty child kind of. I enjoyed Jeff Goldblum just being told to hey go be fucking Jeff Goldblum. Yep, he's, in this yep, movie, don't yep. even care about the fact that you're the grandmaster. Just do <laughs> sue Jeff yes, Goldblum. People love it. I mean, like Tessa Thompson, I thought was she was solid. great. She's badass. Thor was solid. So the acting was there. I mean, Kate Blanchett had nothing to do, but she was just living it, hamming it up as Hella. I thought she was kind of sexy too, in a weird way. I was like, she's <laughs> oh, very yeah, sexy. She was, she, in that outfit, she looked great. She looked yeah. great. She yeah. worked out. Yeah, yeah. I also going along the lines of trying something different. I'll give Marvel this in that. The Thor movies for a lot of fans have just been pretty forgettable. A lot of fans say like Thor movies were the, are the worst MCU yeah. movies. So at least they didn't go down the same track of making the Thor movies like the predecessors and that they went with something different. Now it wasn't my flavor, but at least they're trying something different. They but they went so far the other they way. They went the other way. They went real, yeah, the, real fast. The flock disagrees with you. The they, herd dude, is. Uh, they threw everything out from before, and this they want. It's like almost like a standalone movie, but they reference so many things that happen in so many other Marvel movies that you have to watch to 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 get it. Uh, it's crazy, and like this is memorable, but it's not memorable at the same time. It's really weird. Uh, so, okay. Sticking with the positive stuff, um, let's talk about Hulk. I did kind of like what, I love what they did with Hulk. I, my favorite line is when he, they're like, Hulk, don't smash. And he's like, oh, big monster. And he's all just upset. And he walks away. It's so great. Baby muscles. <laughs> Thor baby arms. <laughs> Thor baby arms. He's like, go, go again. Anytime Hulk, when they, when they had Hulk acting like that child, it was, yeah. I was laughing. And I wasn't I wasn't laughing hysterically, but yeah. I, I thought it was all pretty clever. So. It was yeah, it was a lot of chuckles, a lot of subdued humor. The him battling Thor though, that is something I think everyone has wanted to see. Now I'm a little confused as to were you were you pleased with that? I I liked it, but uh, I didn't think Thor was that strong. I didn't think Thor he did have to tap into his uh, electricity power. But I was like, because Thor really beat up the Hulk, and we didn't really find out wh wh who would have won because they zapped him. Uh, but the Hulk was down, and, and Thor was going in for a kill. So, I don't know. You know what? I actually thought I liked that fight. Yeah. Somewhat disappointed in it. I think when Thor and Hulk throw down, yeah. it, it, it should, should be, bigger. be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would have broken out of the stadium. Right. Yeah, the whole like, thing They should be flying been... through the air yeah, and like... Yeah. Just punching each other. Like, it should kind of feel like Superman when Superman fights Zod, where they're just punching each other through shit. Right. Flying, but, flying yeah. through the sky. I'm glad it wasn't like that. No, not man, exactly but, like that, yeah. but like that kind of scale of like they, they nothing can corral these two if they're going at it full yeah. bore. 
But I love getting the Planet Cult stuff with like the fans. He's got fans chanting and they've got masks and parade like and his outfit, his gladiator outfit was pretty dope. Uh, I just uh, I thought I thought that was really well done. And, and uh, even Ruffalo, when he when he's not the Hulk, he's a little goofy, but it's not bad. Uh, but he gets a little goofy. He's got, that, he's, he's got Robert Downey Jr.'s I like pants that. on. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are his pants so tight? Stark wears his pants he's so like, tight. always pulling at his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? That's, that's really. Like a diss, that's like a diss to Iron Man's penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no I'll, I'll bring up here. Korg again. Korg really, I thought, was yeah, funny. Yeah, let's talk about Korg. That's Played Taika by, Waititi. That is Taika. Cap, yeah. Taika Waititi. Uh, I was trying to start a revolution, but I didn't have enough pamphlets. <laughs> and so, oh, that's. Uh, oh, Doug's fought oh, the champion. Doug's dead. Oh, new Doug. Oh, okay. We'll see you later, new Doug. Yeah. I love it. He's like, oh, we're going to jump on this giant sh- spaceship. You want to come with us? <laughs> <laughs> like, just to have a. And then Meek. Oh, Meek's dead. I've just been carrying him around. <laughs> and he's alive. He, what I really liked is that there's a fighter in the UFC named Mark Hunt. Uh huh. Oh, a giant Mark Hunt, Samoan really? dude from oh, New Zealand. Geez. Fucking destroyer. He talks just like that. Does he have a brother and, named and Mike? Pika said he based that character on all these bouncers that he met had met in New Zealand that yeah. were huge dudes. Yeah. And they all talk like that. They're all like have this very yeah. soft spoken yeah. demeanor about Great them. Great contrast of uh the look and the voice. And those characters are from uh Planet Hulk. I guess, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Bilotti told us he loved this movie and it reminded him a lot of the Walt Simonson run on Thor in the eighties. And so part of my problem with this character is I didn't really read a lot of Thor co- comic books. I didn't never got him for a long time. The only thing I did read was that 2012 Jason Aaron run to God Butcher, which featured uh, a Thor in the future who had an eye patch presently. I'll tell you, Thor I'll tell you a younger secret. Thor. Yeah. Not a lot of people read Thor comics. No, so they, that's that's the why thing. they're able to do something yes. like this. If you pull this shit with Batman, yeah. no way. But I guess that Walt Simonson run in the 80s was kind of wacky like this. Like they had the Thor frog uh, was where, and you know, they even referenced that in the movie where he's like, oh, he turned me into a frog once. Uh, so if you were a fan of those, I could see how you would kind of love this. Uh, it just needed a little bit, a little bit more substance. What else did we like? I'm kind of out of things that I like. It's fun. Look, the capital, the main word that they want, fun equals cash. It's definitely it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yes, yeah. it is fun. And it's funny. I went with my mom and she thought it was hilarious. She was like, I didn't know it would be this funny. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's surprising that they turned this fucking Thor into this big, huge, half a million dollar making fucking movie now. Yeah, uh, and, and and they're making they're making new fans. They're making, uh, I mean, they're making it a comedy. I mean, who would have thought that a Thor comedy would be making this much money? Yeah, that's crazy. But the more I thought about it, like that, this is it's really the only thing you could do with Thor. Like, what else you got to? There do? were some cool. I'll talk. To, I'll say this. There was some cool imagery that I wish they would have touched upon more. Like okay. the Valkyries, yes. being this army of women that like are fighting uh, Hela and keeping her away. I, I liked that. It's all kind of tying together in that shit is going down because I read this on Reddit, but yeah. the reason shit has been going down in all these all across the galaxy is that Odin's dying. Yeah. And Odin has been the guy that's been kind of keeping it all together. And that's and why now it's that falling he's dying, apart. everything's yeah. falling apart. Yeah. Right. So I like the, the larger implications if you look for them. Um, but this movie doesn't really care about the larger no, implications. No. They just <laughs> mention it offhand. You have to look you have to really be thinking about it for them yeah. to even be looking for it because they don't care. Like you see the movie twice, so you've yeah. been able to like kind of reflect upon it and then look for things mm-hmm. deeper. Uh, so 
you have a different outlook on it. Even even looking for things deeper, it's tough. <laughs> but, <laughs> because the, the movie. Okay, well, well I'll, yeah. I'll stop there. Okay, look, because so many huge things happen, and they just fucking just throw it out there. Okay, I think anybody else have anything for the what we like section? The reason huge things happen. So going back to there was an event a couple of years ago that Kevin Feige ran where they announced all the slate. It was right after, uh, right before Civil War was coming out, and they announced Thor Ragnarok. And Kevin Feige was like, "Thor Ragnarok is going to do to the Marvel Universe what Winter Soldier did for the Marvel Universe, which is fucking change everything." Yes, yes. If you look at it, this movie from that standpoint of not any context and just the plot points, it does change a lot. Yes, Asgard's gone. Yeah, Odin's dead. Yep, Thor is the king of. Asgard. King of Asgard and they're flying to Earth to bring Asgard to Earth. Like that's a lot. That's a huge shakeup if you're in like a Marvel comic book. Fan. Also, Mjolnir destroyed and Mjolnir destroyed. Thor gets dumped by Jane, which you know that's gotta <laughs> hurt. Still, you're the king of Asgard and, and it's the fucking Warriors human. Three is gone. Like everyone, like oh, all these characters yeah. are gone. We'll, we'll just we'll get into that. Uh, but, but we'll yes. get into what the problems are. With but that. uh, that's the thing for a movie where these huge like events happen. Wow, is there a lot of jokes? That you know what? Let's take a quick break. I'm gonna play a couple of promos, some independent podcasts, and we will come back with what didn't work for us uh, and some Easter eggs from Thor Ragnarok. After these messages, we'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flicks Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebooks and the twitters told them not to go in the water Called The Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Alright, this is exclusively for the Voice from the Underground podcast who left us that glowing review. 
Hey, listener, did you know we have a fan club? Check it out at chalkandair.com slash Patreon, where you can support the show and get bonus content. You get exclusive access to a bonus feed with bonus episodes, extra content, instant reactions to movie, post shows, uh, stuff that's not in the main feed. And I just want to thank one of our Patreon supporters, Joe from work, who for supporting and listening and sending his instant reaction to Thor for Patreon. Uh, I love when people on Patreon send things for, for Patreon. It's great. Like, the, you're the second person. Matt Dalhauer also. It's hilarious. I'm going to play it at the end of the show because we have uh, some thoughts from some of our listeners about Thor Ragnarok I want to share. Okay. Continuing on with Thor Ragnarok, let's talk about what didn't work for us. I In the show notes, and I'll put this picture in the, in the uh in the show notes but right here guys i have this this clip from the trailer that shows uh the incredible hulk and thor and valkyrie and loki standing on the bridge about to fight uh does this look familiar it shouldn't because this never happened in the movie oh shit so i hate when they do that but i would have loved to <laughs> seen the four of them together hulk was off fighting fenris wolf fenris wolf originally to that scene where uh Hella destroys Mjolnir. She was, was in the city alley. It was in an alley. Yeah. You can kind of tell it was a little green screeny. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Green in uh, Norway. Yeah. Well, they did it because apparently uh, Odin was supposed to be kind of like this hobo. Yeah. Remember, we, there was a set shot yeah. of him as a homeless guy. Whatever. And, and happened Tycho with that? was like, "Okay, that's too much because Odin's gonna die. So we can't we can't have him being a hobo dying." Uh, no, I did like the Doctor Strange cameo. Uh, it was short and uh, funny, and uh, you see you see that he's learned to use his powers a little bit better, and he's been keeping track on how many other people he's like. I've been keeping track. Yeah, it's pretty sweet on a bunch of people. I, I liked I liked it, but this was the first Marvel cameo where I was like. That's just a cameo. Like they did, they, I didn't feel like it was integrated as written in as well as it could have been. All right, let's start there. Speaking of cameos, there's another cameo that took me just right out the fucking Ooh. movie. Uh, <laughs> and parts of this movie, like I said, it reminded me of Flash Gordon, but parts of it reminded me of Game of Thrones. Also, like right what? down, well, right down to the green fire, the eternal flame when the okay, green fire shoots out. The, not a, other than that. Other than that, the play within a play, which I know it's a thing that's been done in other like medieval things. But the scene where Thor gets back to Asgard and Odin, who's really Loki, is watching a play about uh, Thor the Dark World, the end of the movie. I was like, that's kind of Game of Thronesy with the fucking. Uh, yeah. Know. So but playing uh, Thor is his brother, Luke Hemsworth. Playing Odin is uh, what's his Sam name? Neil. Sam Neill. And then playing Loki. Matt Damon. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is Matt Damon doing in this movie? Like, <laughs> I do admit I laughed. <laughs> but like, it does take you it, out of it, it but I laugh. Yeah, it's like right so out. it's so crazy that <laughs> you don't know what to think. Yeah, it's one of those. I think the the larger I'll I'll start with that though. Yeah. The larger issue is as someone that really enjoys the shared universe. Yes. This movie is like fuck all that. Like they're literally they're like I enjoy the thread, the storyline that's running across all the movies and this movie could care less about any of that stuff. Uh, look, I, I appreciated that it had a little bit more plot than guardians of the galaxy two, but honestly, I thought guardians of the galaxy two, I, I, I would disagree with that completely. And Spider-Man had more heart than this movie. 
Like those mm. movies got got me to feel emotions, whereas this I didn't really feel like the there was the 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 few and far between scenes where between Thor and Loki and the themes of brotherhood and family. Uh, they don't care about that. Oh, it doesn't like it. Just kind of is uh, falls flat. So I just wish overall it took itself a little bit more seriously in parts. Would have been nice anchors to the comedy. Well, as far as as continuity is concerned, they pretty much just just like, yeah. fuck everything yeah. that came before. Like they got rid of anything, any ties to Earth. All those Earth characters not involved. Yep. yep. Um, the Infinity Gauntlet's fake. Yeah, wasn't even and real. Then, and the Warriors three and Sif not involved really. Oh my god, they, 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 they just die. die. You, they never even acknowledge that they're dead. No, they die right away without doing anything. That, that play is basically a big fuck you to Thor: Dark World. They're even playing the music that. Um, Frigga died in. When oh, Frigga shit. dies, yeah. they play that music. Oh my god! And they use that music in the play within the play, which is basically like let's is all joke. So look, here's the thing: like you said, it's very Spaceballs, and you said Monty Python, and I love Spaceballs. I love Monty Python, but those things are inherently parodies. So I didn't know what I was walking into was a fucking parody movie because it was kind of like Chris Hemsworth playing a character uh, uh, who was playing Thor, a version right. of Thor. In a, yep. in a in a movie, not like it was just weird. Like, yeah, it's like Dark Helmet. It's yes. not Darth Vader. Yes. It's like a version yes. of Darth right. Vader that's funny. So you know, but even those parodies tend to have more heart and a little more connection uh, to its characters than this. I just well, it was it so starts, strange. It starts off with like Surtur, who, if you're a comic book fan, you know that Surtur's a badass fucking villain, and he's voiced by Clancy Brown. So you're like, oh, this is already like a yeah. little cheesy. Yeah. And then Surtur is just basically a joke in the in, in the first yeah. scene. And he, this is the guy that at the end is supposed to destroy Ragnarok or destroy in you know, invoke Ragnarok and destroy Asgard, and you're supposed to be horrified that Asgard's destroyed, but you literally undercut that character in the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a movie that came out with like James Franco where he was like a knight and it was like a funny like Seth Rogen movie. Oh, remember that? Like, like Your Highness, I think it was called. Yeah, mm-hmm. with that, John, C- was, John Cena. Cena. If yeah, this, this is what this was. It was Your <laughs> Highness? Yeah. Like a send up of Thor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a send up, but like <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know this. The fact that what we just said before the break, like the huge things that happened, you would think there would be a little bit more weight to some of these things. I mean, I don't even care about like the Asgardians that were being rescued. Like I didn't give a shit. It didn't matter. Like who cares? Well, we, the problem, that's a problem that they've never been able to address with the Thor films is Asgard really has never felt lived in. Yeah. So when by the end you're like, they're, uh, Odin's like, Asgard is not a place. It's a people. Right. It's like, dude, I haven't seen anybody living in Asgard. <laughs> Why do I care about these people? It's not even people. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody. I don't know what the hell. Like, what these, there's these people that dress like medieval aliens. What am I talking? What are you talking about here? <laughs> so, also, so when Hela defeated the Valkyries, what, when was that? Like, when did she get banished? How did that happen? I thought she's been banished. Uh, I think it was like, Odin used the Valkyries to keep her away. Uh, you know what the funny thing about this movie is? Uh, I'm going to go on a little rant. All right, do it. All right, okay. hold on. Let me give you the thing. Here's the rundown. Okay, so this movie is, you know, it, it's a funny movie. It's fun. And it does introduce interesting things, but it never actually, it just glosses right over them. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to just talk about a couple of things. 
So obviously, uh, Ragnarok glossed over, people dying glossed over, like major characters just fucking biting the dust. All right. Um, then you have World War Hulk and Planet Hulk. Yeah. Glossed over, like they can't never go. That's like what Batman versus Superman did. They completely like took that fight from Dark Knight, and they can never do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they you can never do Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like if they do, if Universal does get, or if they ever do get the the character back, yeah, they can't do it. They burned it. Yeah, they burned it. Yeah, yeah. They totally burned it. Um, and uh, there's interesting things that happen in this movie, and like even when Hela goes into the Odin's thing and cracks open the thing, and where that painting is and, and, oh, yeah. and reveals the, the truth. Yes, yes. It's like a, it's kind of commentary on America and how like we want to cover up our past yeah. by building a different story. All these interesting things and they just gloss over them yeah. all. And um, I think that's the real crime because you could see that there's a better, there's cool things that we're never going to get to see. And, and the trade-off is a joke. I think those cool things that you see were what Kevin Feige had originally had in mind and for the movie for yeah. a different director. Yeah. And he was like, we need to touch these points. So Taika was like, okay, we'll touch them, but I don't give a fuck about them. Like we're, we're going to run to the joke and we're going to make every part of the, everything on this undercut with a joke. I'll put this in here, but I will that's bookend the only, it with like, jokes. Yeah. It was, I really feel like they had the outline of what they wanted to do. And you could see the interesting things that rug boy mentioned, yeah. but they didn't care about them. Another thing is they did, they dismantle Thor. They yeah. cut his hair off. Yeah, they they yeah. take away Mjolnir. Yeah. They give him a new power set. And they make him like everybody like doesn't care about him being the god of thunder or anything like that. So they basically dismantle Thor. And like now there's Thor is a different person. They took away his eye. So he's like he's a different character, like almost completely. He's like uh, a Raiden or something like that. Right. It's they uh, do, it, I, I don't mind the, the dismantling in terms of like changing his character to look a little different. What I really bugged me is that the Warriors Three is supposed to be like his boys, yeah, and he does not shed any emotion for them whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like that was even less true to the character. Like I feel like Thor would be like really fucking pissed off and heartbroken that the Warriors Three are dead, and they don't even care about it. Well, all of Asgard is gone. All of right. Asgard is gone. Scourge bites the dust. What do you think of Scourge uh, and Carl uh, Urban? I thought that the his. Uh his turn at the end where he wanted to be a good guy. I, I didn't buy it. Yeah. He wanted to get away with it or whatever. It's a little predictable. He snuck away and then, you know, I, he I was feel like, step out. I feel like they gave Scourge more of a story arc though than Hela. <laughs> like what the fuck? Hela was just there to explain Th- things. That's, this and is show another paintings. Marvel villain problem where yes. they, like, they, they did not give a fuck about the villain. Yeah, at You all. never ever felt that Hela was like the death goddess. Yeah. No, there was a, that's she was a thing. knife goddess. There was like you know there was no stakes. You didn't really feel like the scenes of her fighting were were, were pretty amazing because she's taken down on multiple opponents at once and just destroyed. But, but you don't you feel never it. felt any threat or anything, and like you didn't feel happy well, when well, she got the killed. The disposable by people that she was killing that no yeah, one cared just, about. Uh, the mindless, uh, mindless people. Uh, I mean, well, they, she kills the disposable people, but the, and then she kills the worst three, and there's no like they they don't even let that sink in. It's just like yeah, oh, it's she killed the them. Same. It's all the same, right? I really don't understand why they cast such renowned actors yes, in villain roles yes. and then don't let them do anything other than just ham it up and just be a villain. And I mean, even her was like, she's just like you're the goddess of death. You're a little too jokey to be the goddess of death. Like I can't take you seriously if you are have this these great one liners. Uh, Some of her dialogue was really bad at the end. Yeah, like the best line that she had at the end was 
saying that Thor looked like your father because they lost the eye. Right. But then there was like, you're nothing. Like, like, like that's what you're going to give her for dialogue. So does you know, he, like, does Thor even need his hammer anymore? So the hammer was a conduit. Basically, yeah. what they say for it's the lightning. Like he's always been, he's he's always had that power. He yeah. just was so put can a he fly with the lightning power. Yeah, he was I flying. Assume. He was yeah. flying a little bit. You kind of see him flying around. In this. I think he can travel through the lightning, sort of like Electro in Spider Man Two, or Amazing Spider Man Two. Oh, he can ride it. It reminds me of it, like uh, Destiny when you use the uh, Warlock. He's got the same kind of thing. Another thing I did like though was the scene where they're jumping from spaceship to spaceship and destroying things. Where she starts and he's like, "Oh, I should be doing that. <laughs> Take the wheel." I mean, that was that was pretty fucking badass. Very. Now, what did you think you. about the fl- floppy Hulk? Uh, what do you mean floppy? Mm-hmm. When Bruce Banner jumps out of the thing and oh, then so flops dead, again, and then I, I laugh. It's funny. Honestly, if it was, I did laugh. But this is something you would see like in a Mad Magazine version of the show, like a parody yes. of the show. It, you it's know, it's great ahead. physical humor, but it's I was like, really? Like it was funny, but I'm like, oh, I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. but it's, it's a play on. Remember Incredible Hulk yeah. when Edward Norton jumps out the plane? Oh yeah, yeah. And he turns into the Hulk. Yeah, right. it was. They were trying to make fun of. It. I mean, that's the thing. This whole movie was. Making fun of everything else yes. that came before. Everything, everybody's timing was off. Like Thor's timing was off, and uh, with the hammer in the beginning, and he just flops down. I mean, it is funny because you're always like, "What if he doesn't turn? What happens then?" Like I've always wanted to know. Well, he'll just fucking go splat. But geez, like some of the stuff you could have you could have reined it in a little. You could have pulled like, back on a couple. Of I felt like a lot of the action, although entertaining, wasn't. All that memorable. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, there was nothing I felt like where I was like, man, that was a kick-ass action scene. No, I agree. It looked great, but it's like, not all the, all the ingredients were there for it to yeah. look good and like to be something good, but... Because nothing. there's no stakes involved, right. you know, it doesn't really connect with you and you don't remember it. Loki Loki was also good being Loki. Do you think he swiped the fucking Tesseract on the, on the way out? Of course. Yeah, right? Oh, you bet your ass he did. He took a little look, and I'm like, oh, he's taking that fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, Loki was okay. It was just, I don't know. They just, <laughs> even he really <laughs> didn't have much to do. grabbed Loki and, like, and it grabbed Thor and pounded him like <laughs> and Loki. Loki's was like, funny. yes, that's how yeah, it that feels. Was, that was a... That was kind of funny. Too. I, thought, I thought it was funny when like Loki was just in, like was like I need to get off this planet when he sees the <laughs> yes, Hulk. The minute he like, sees there's it. like a, there's a lot of entertaining moments yeah, within that. The you could you could have kept that in the movie. That that's not a parody. That's right. like something that he would yes. actually yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. So there are times where you could have him like him laughing when Thor gets beat up like that. That's something that Loki would do. Mm-hmm. All right, but so those are fine. Just, right. They could have chosen more moments like that and less moments where you're lampooning uh you know every two seconds yeah like like i'll go back to the opening scene not only is surter made a joke but like when thor is like turning slowly although it is funny yes i don't think thor's character is gonna be like oh wait wait hold on let me turn it's like i'm I'm not even moving it's doing it by itself that 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 that, he shouldn't even be turning around like that That, it shouldn't be written and then they did it a second time right that's when i rolled my eyes and this is something that you it's like when i saw that i'm like this is what you would do in like a saturday night live sketch right like this is exactly what it would be remember that they were it was improv they had a bunch of improv yeah yeah I, remember that uh, that it, that book rugs uh, what the which yeah was, yeah which was like a parody of Marvel stories like this was like a, a what the uh, issue of Thor so I I don't know it was just a, a little alarming that it was so superficial and it, like this is the Disneyest version of Thor we got this is another thing that concerns me about these movies coming forward like they know Disney of course loves this they know fun equals money safe equals money. 
But is it just enough to be fun? Like, is it wrong for me to want a little bit more, a little bit of substance? There's nothing wrong with this movie. What bothers me more than anything is like the the hype reaction. The hyperbole around this movie is pretty yes, incredible. It's it's it, it, I can't even fathom it. Like like I haven't heard anything negative at no, all from no, anyone no. except for like a few people. And now you're starting to see like Grace Randolph who does great movie reviews like completely dissected this movie. You should check out her spoiler review if you can get it on YouTube. She like she liked the movie too, but then she had criticisms about it. I didn't hear any of these criticisms until like I was even surprised that Anthony didn't like it. Uh, I mean, or didn't like parts of it, and I was surprised that you weren't like over the moon over I'm it. Not too. over the moon over because it. Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everybody bought that hook, line, and sinker, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not buying this shit. Sorry, I don't like this Pac Man fucking joke thrown in there, and uh, the Mary Poppins shit. I didn't buy, but like, but um whatever like at least the gardens of the galaxy the first movie set the tone for it yeah and and was like okay th- we're gonna be a little funny we're gonna be a little bit weird weirder than the other marvel movies we're gonna have like a fun soundtrack and it's not gonna be that serious thor didn't really have it had jokes in it it peppered throughout and the the main person who made the jokes is not in this movie yeah which was that girl from uh two broke girls oh yeah Kat <laughs> Dennings. yeah yeah Darcy. she was the one making all the jokes right. and all the thorn right she was the so joke she wasn't one. there she yeah. took her out yeah and then every now everybody else is funny well and hemsworth was he's in the ghostbusters reboot he's pretty funny and i think like people are surprised that he does have comedic chops and they just decided to double down on that well, people are surprised he has comedic chops because he looks like your next yes. action hero yes <laughs> but that doesn't mean he can't be funny but that doesn't mean he has to be like surfer no, bro. I know. It, also, it, it was it. I wasn't. I don't even know if I would say I was disappointed. I was yeah. just shocked that the turn they took on right that it went or, so and, and it just far wasn't for me. This way, look, the other especially problem- after watching like Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Thor could be like that. It could with a balance. Like the balance is what is bugging me the most. The fact that they went. Okay. The other problem I have is this year, Marvel has given us three comedies, two of them being space comedies. And then you have your John Hughes comedy. I does it keep you up at night. It does because (laughs) I think that's why this comedy that I should have loved was starting to wear thin because this is the for three for three. We got comedies. I'm missing a little bit of the seriousness. A little of, of I know it's superheroes. I know it's supposed to be fun. And people are like, oh, look, I went in for this to be fun and mindless and entertaining. And I loved it. And that's fine. But why can't it be that and more and actually mean something and make you feel something? Also, they just I think that, you'll be fine on the next two. Well, that's what I'm hoping is. But Black Panther, is this going to be a Ryan Coogler movie or is it going to be another Marvel origin formula? With a little bit of Ryan Coogler thrown on top of it, this is what. No, I, I, me. I, this movie actually made me more confident for Ryan Coogler's film. Oh, that's good because because of how much of a stamp Taika had on it. Because at the end of the day, even Taika admitted it. He's like, I'm not a big comic book guy, mm. so for all these like little references to other movies and the insert connections, I'm not going to know that. So that's Kevin Feige's job. My yeah. job is to make my film. Well, the people, you know, the actors have said like he's an actor's director. Like he'll hang out with them and he'll work the seed and this where this improv and, and all these things come out of. Uh, so that makes sense. My fear is that they're making so much money on this as these movies go on that they are going to not make any more risky moves. And they're going to well, keep look, it safe because they know what makes money. This is what happens when you have a product. I mean, Marvel's always been a product. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, 
but comic books have never have always been for a specific audience. Yeah. Right. And you could say whatever you want about this and that, but it's always was teenage to adult males reading this stuff as an escape. Now, in this world now where everything is kind of being mass marketed and Disney now owns it and wants to make as much money off of it as possible, a lot of this is good. A lot of the what you like about these characters, the reason that they're great in the first place, because they've been written for years and have fan base that love it. Um, they're being stripped of a lot of the stuff that made them great. Yeah. Um, because of it going out to the mass market and they have to soften the edges and they have to kind of like vanilla it up a little bit or make it appealing to other people, which is great, but for everybody else, but they don't, they're, they're not coming in with the baggage of reading it since you were like 10 years old. And now you're like 30 something and you're like, okay, this is not the guy that this is not what I grew up reading or this is, but they've completely, you know, sacrificed a lot to so everybody could enjoy it. So it's kind of like a watered down version. We're getting watered down versions, and we're gonna always get them now. Yep, and the Disney thing doesn't successful. help. And I'm, I guess, I'm still getting used to the fact that like this is now a mainstream, huge yeah. fucking media thing. I don't think, yeah, at this point, Marvel is at. I think I think Infinity War is a risk in terms of just the amount of fucking characters yeah, they're going to have yeah, in it. Yeah, just the logistics and yeah, the, the logistics line. of it yeah. is a risk. But as far as like they are on a roll uh, in terms of making money and mass distributing making characters that are still somewhat niche prior to Marvel Disney getting their hands on it and making them marketable to everybody. So they really I can't say I'm not going to say they can't take a risk, but they they are very hesitant to do something different because this is making a shit ton of money. I, you know, this I'm, is the yeah. formula that is as far as formulas, this formula is working. Uh, yeah. But you know, the other side of that is if they've made so much money, why not take a little bit of a risk? You know, you can make it back with the next one. If you fuck it up, I'm curious to see how risky they don't want to lose money. Oh, oh yeah. You, you, money. you don't, yeah. you don't go in and go, man, this is really working. Let's try and do something different. And maybe it'll. You don't take gambles at this at this level. The, yeah, and you know what? So like, a, this is the only way I could see it panning out. Yeah, is if Disney was like, "All right, listen, we made a bunch of action movies, a bunch of fun like popcorn movies. Let's try and go for an Oscar with a comic book." Uh, That's kind of what thing. I where I wish this like, would go not, towards. Yeah, let's like try and take let's, something yes. that has a lot of gravitas. Yes. and do it. Yes, like and do it well yes. and. And you know it's not for everybody. It's maybe you have an R rating, but it, it it's gonna be great. I don't, I don't think you can go in with that expectation way the, the current venture is with Disney. Yeah, well, they're seeing so many dollar signs, and there's so many fucking suits and like a people. Dark Knight or something like that. Yeah, to that level. And the serious movies are now like the rare movies in the seventeen movies. You know, I, I got a review, not a review, but something written on our page that you didn't include in the notes. Okay, that I think is. Is pretty relevant. Okay. So Michael Tchaikovsky. Yes. Put on here. Saw Thor Friday. While I enjoyed it, the more I think about it, the more trite it seems. And the more trite a lot of the other films in the series are starting to seem. So much of it is played for yucks, but not camp. It is, it's an odd dynamic. Here's the key part, though. The only way Fahey and his creative seem to be able to make these characters, many from the 60s, palpable for the 21st century, is to make them all comedians. Yeah. Or straight man foils for the now comedic characters. Yeah. So I think a lot of that... I think Delhar touched on it too. Is a, a lot of the time, I think, especially their space characters, they yeah. really don't know how to ma- market that. Yeah, so they just make them funny. it's so fucking weird. Yeah, that they just make them 
fun. And humor is easily relatable. Like right. it's very easy to make characters relatable with humor, and it's all it always works. And I get that. And I think Rugboy said this off air, but I'll I'll steal it and give him credit. S- labeling something a comedy doesn't leaves it open for less scrutiny. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a horror movie is uh, it less could be, scrutiny. Yeah, less yeah, scrutiny. It's a comedy, so it's like it's a comedy know. action adventure. It's a sure. sketch comedy, comedy. action and adventure. I would go, I mean, Taika even says, "Dude, it's a comedy." Yeah. It's that, yeah. you get automatic leeway when you right. it's a comedy. So they set it up. They, and, and really, but it was like what risk that they have. Like the, it, the, all they had to do was top the first two Thor movies, which wasn't going to be hard. And uh, and this is the way you get them to be relatable. So it's weird because it feels weird. like that we're shitting on this movie, but we all enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed watching it. It's just that we're, it gives us a, a pause of what what is Marvel doing? What yeah, mm-hmm. You see and, more uh, Disney influence. You see, you know, where is this going to go? Well, Disney obviously wants to make money, yeah, and wants to keep like this is the thing they want. They want kids growing up with this for for impetuity. They want forever, like did like Mickey Mouse has been around for like ever, right? And yep, every yep. kid grows up with every Mickey generation Mouse. gets their Mickey and Mouse. it's like yeah. it's every Mickey is everything and nothing. Like, what can you really say about Mickey? <laughs> oh, you really don't know. Yes. Like, there's really nothing you can say. Like, even the Ninja Turtles like pizza. Yeah, you know, like like we. It's I Mickey tell Mouse's you. thing. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing to Mickey Mouse. So it's like they're they're just gonna keep stripping away all of these unique, cool character quirks and things that they, or even the core of their character. Like Spider Man is no longer a loser. Like Spider Man's also now all of a sudden everything cool is and, just safe and, and gets uh, yeah. the homecoming queen. Yeah. So um, it's just whatever. It's <laughs> this is what happens. It's like, it gives me pause. Yes. And so I don't jump. Another thing is like I hate. Hype. I hate when like everybody loves something and I'm like, this can't be because then I go in expecting it to be great. And when it's just okay, it does ruin your enjoyment. And everything is now best movie ever. Every fucking movie comes out. Well, no, and best the movie. Marvel tagline is every, the, most, the funniest movie ever. That word fun. I have not every review. The most fun I've had in a movie. Theater. Every review has the word fun in there multiple times. And it is fun, but like it's fun enough. Hey, but the, here's the thing. Marvel wants you to have fun. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so th- if if every review is like fun, fun, most fun, funniest movie ever, Marvel's like win, they, yeah, win, they win, exactly. win, they, win. Is you, yeah. Are you like? I don't even know the comedy forgettable. person. You're like a comedy person. Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, are are comedies your favorite movies that you watch repeatedly? Who are you asking? Imran. Uh, yeah, they're up there. They're up there. There's been comedies like Airplane I can watch over and over again. I keep mentioning that movie Brain Donors. It's a silly comedy and and like a Marx Brothers style. Uh, but I do. I love I love comedy. I love laughing. It just makes you feel good. Uh, in terms of endorphins, this movie though I'd never laughed out loud, which I was like, huh? It was like I don't know why. I just never. I never I, laughed. I would agree. I there's. I know. Uh. Rugs didn't like Guardians. I really liked Guardians, and yeah. I laughed out loud. I laughed repeatedly. out loud. I, I, I even found myself ra- laughing out loud in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, this one I would like chuckle. Like mm, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fucking ball bounces off the glass and hits him in the head. Really? For fuck's <laughs> oh, sake! Shit. This is where we're at now. Which look, it makes you laugh. It's a cheap laugh, but it's a laugh. <laughs> but wouldn't Thor be smarter than that? And like, would Thor say "son of a bitch"? Like, it's just weird. Where he's like, "son of a." <laughs> 
bitch. What are you doing here? I don't oh yeah, he does say that. Yeah, I, actually, says- I did find that clever. Because what does he, he? What does he say? So that he goes, response son. To? Well, he goes, son of Odin, and oh, then yeah. he goes, son of a bitch, sooner. What are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I okay. did find that clever. I, I have to admit, it's clever. But, but it's, it's not, just, it's not, yeah, it's not, not in ex- the tone of yeah. what you would expect out of a Thor movie. But Thor has been kind of a fucking boring guy. I mean, at least he's got some kind of a personality now. A little yeah. more of a personality. Uh, let's go over some Easter eggs. We went over some already. The deal with the Infinity Gauntlet. So that wasn't, because there was one in the first Thor movie. and then, Yeah, people were real upset. And then, they just wrote it off. She goes, fake. So, because doesn't Thanos have it? That, right that was what people were upset about. You see it in the first movie, and then you see it at the end of Age of Ultron that Thanos has yeah. it, and you're like, why is there two? Yeah. Well, so they so. had to, I honestly think the only reason they addressed it is because fans were like, what the fuck? Yeah, like that vault full of things blows up. So we said Loki glances at the Tesseract, probably steals it, and that's probably why Thanos' ship shows up in that mid credit scene. Because I bet you Loki's already made a fucking deal with Thanos, or he's tracking it. If you remember the trailer that was leaked, Thor was floating around in space. Yeah, so like they may have just blown that ship up and killed everyone. And And he confirmed that the... That ship was the Sanctuary 2, which is... Yes, that's Thanos' ship. Yeah. And, like, that ship was big. Like, when you when you look at the scale, and then you see the other one, I was like, that's a fucking big ship. Like, the original ship was pretty big. Uh, a couple of things you wouldn't know from the movie that are in canon here. Grandmaster and the Collector, Benicio Del Toro, they're brothers, but you'd never know that from this movie. Uh, or Celestial, also, or uh, Elders, yeah. Yeah, and also Valkyrie was supposed to be bisexual, but you'd never know that. From this movie. Yeah, they made a big deal about yes. that. And I saw Twitter blowing up. And I'm like, where is this? It there was like a there. couple of looks yeah. that she had really? with somebody. And, I did not. Wow, what? Like, That's it? She had yeah. like the the looks she had, I thought were for Thor. I yeah. thought she was completely yeah. hetero. Yeah, yeah. What about the Hulk thing? Was she fucking Hulk? They were, no, Hulk they were too? buddies. They were just buddies. He was like, she's, oh, he's yeah. like, hey, big girl. She's like, hey, big guy, how's it going? Like, I love their, I love that where, and then they were like, I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you too. It's weird. Yeah. It's so fucking sitcom and goofy. Like, it's uh, the whole thing was sitcom. Point Break, where he's a like, reference yeah, to from the first Avengers. The first movie. The faces in the palace. This that was, was kind of cool. That was a big one. You see them constructing the Hulk face. These are, and then the former champions of the Grandmaster, Beta Ray Bill, Ares, By Beast, and Man Thing. Uh, which I thought that those were pretty cool. Uh, the spaceships were named after Australian car manufacturers. It's a very New Zealand movie. So Commodore, Statesman, Toronto, those are all Australian car manufacturers. Every inside joke, only people in Australia would get it, I guess. Uh, I like Odin calling Norway home as it's the home of Norse mythology. So it's kind of kind of their home. Well, I get, they should have shot it in in. In Norway, in Norway. I don't yeah. think yeah. they were in Norway at all. No, no. they weren't. It was bad. <laughs> nice screen. It would be nice to give yeah. the, the Norwegian people some money after we yeah, rape Norway, their mythology. Norway has some tax breaks it, for making movies. Come I on. have to say that scene. I almost would have preferred it was in the alley because that scene visually was so boring. What'd you think? And then just Thor, I mean, Odin just like his life force expires and it's like just shitty, like glitter. Like, yeah. What, the yeah. Fuck was that? what a terrible send off. Horrible for ending for, the, for him. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. And then what's her it's name? Just, it's just up. another symptom of the movie. Just like, yeah. okay, got to get, 
we got to get that plot point crossed yeah. off and run more let's, to the jokes. Uh, Hella's coming. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, cut that. I mean, they uh, they, here's one thing I read: a scene they did actually cut out. There was going to be a flashback of uh, when Hella, Thor, and Loki were kids, and it, it was going to be like a fat Thor kid and like a goth emo Loki. And I'm oh, so glad they. This is how wacky he really wanted to go. Was he would have given us a fat Thor flashback as a kid? Uh, in the comics, Hela is actually Loki's daughter. Yeah, Fenris the Wolf is her brother. That's fucking weird. Which is very Probably strange. A better change. Who did he fuck to get those kids? <laughs> wow. Also, Odin just not very good at raising his children. Just lying to everyone. Not really good at a lot of things. Apparently, yeah, I wish they would have tackled that more. Right? Odin, yeah, like, that's great. He fucking yeah, lied like to everybody lying to his children. To, There's like, so many great things in this sto- in this story that they just gloss they over. They just gloss. You, right you really could have played up how Odin like isn't all that he seems to be and isn't this benevolent god that he's yeah. been portrayed as. Yeah. And the fact that he's holding shit together. Yeah. yeah. But it you was know, falling like, apart. Uh, here's uh, here's some cool uh, more Easter egg related to the comic books. The fact that Ragnarok in the comics has happened several times already and always changes things. So I always wondered because they never did this because when they first introduced Thor in the 60s, he was exiled from Asgard by Odin and he led his life as Donald Blake, like a crippled dude with a cane. The reason he was exiled is Odin was trying to prevent Ragnarok from happening. And he felt that if he changed the timeline and removed Thor, that would stop Ragnarok. And then Donald Blake, to turn into Thor, would tap his cane. Lightning would come down. He turns into Thor. They kind of did that a little bit when they went uh, to visit Doctor Strange with the umbrella, the umbrella tap. And then the whole bit where he's calling his umbrella and it's breaking everything. And he's just like, sorry. Sorry about that. So I like that little Donald Blake nod. Uh, and then we talked about the play with Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke Hemsworth. Krog uh, and Meek are from the Planet Hulk storyline. Korg, sorry, Korg and Meek from the Planet Hulk storyline. Except he's yellow in the, not blue. Oh, Korg is? Oh, he's is yellow he? rock. Uh, he's like gray. He's like oh, a gray, is he gray? Yeah. He's like, he's a rock creature. Is Meek, that's what Meek is? Is like kind of an alien? And, uh, Meek yeah. is actually pretty big in Planet Hulk. He like manipulates everything. He talks. Yeah, too. he talks and he's like, a real fucking deviant asshole and is the one that kind of causes Hulk to go crazy. And then it's like, he was scheming behind the scenes. I hope we see them again. Cause they're with him. They made it. If, they, be- if I said that those were characters, oh, I fucking back. love Korg. And then we talked about the big fork, uh, which is a reference to what we do in the shadows, I guess, which is a movie yeah. about three vampires huddling Vampire, together. Yep. Uh, Led Zeppelin's immigrant song, the Stanley cameo. That's a pretty good cameo. Like, like the fact that he cut the hair with this crazy device. What'd you think of that? Did you think that was funny? Uh, it's just, it's, you know, you're just like, when you see Stan Lee, you're like, oh, there he is, Stan no, Lee. I'm talking about like when Thor is like, don't you cut my hair. See? No, I, no. I, okay, so there's times where Thor is like reacting like I wouldn't think Thor would react. You're right. fucking a god. You're a god of thunder, and you are scared by a haircutting device, and when that guy melts... He's like, oh my god! Like he's never seen someone die, <laughs> and I was like, really? It's funny. It's really funny. Thor? It's just, but it's not how he would act. No, it's so yeah. out of place. <laughs> it's it is. He's so like, oh out of place. my god, the smell! <laughs> it is funny. But I didn't like. Why would Thor be that like no, pussy about getting his, his haircut? Like what the fuck? What, really? What made you guys see the movie twice? I just had an opportunity. Uh, I had some time in the afternoon, and I was like. I, I was kind of confused. I was like, well, 
it was this movie just like forgettable and 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 I went back and I was like, will I laugh again? And I had the exact same experience. But really, it's just because I had this one afternoon. I got out of work early. I had to do a thing. I was like, I'm not gonna go fucking see it again. Uh, just for the review, because and, and Anthony, you always see movies twice, don't you? Yeah, I like to see them twice. But for me, it was my mom wanted to see it. But more more than that is, um, and I had to take her because she doesn't drive. And um, I was I was the same way as Emma. I was like, the fuck did I like? I came out of that what first show, and I was yeah. like, did I even like that? Yes, so I, I had to see it and kind of confirm if I really didn't like it or not. I confirmed exactly how I felt the first time. Pretty I, I felt a little better about it the second time. Because I, I knew what to expect, and I was like, okay, I can kind of look. I know now what kind of movie they're making, whereas yeah. the first time I was like, the fuck was this? Yeah, it rattled you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It and did. The, it rattled yeah, me. Yeah. And the second time, I got a little bit more of the the emotional, like the brief moments of trying to be serious and the conversation between them, but it just it wasn't enough, and they just undermine it with a joke. Just for what time. happens, like all these things, like these fucking – like. It took me to Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, they break, uh, you know, Star-Lord's uh, Walkman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they break M- Mjolnir. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these things that happen like that. They just, I mean, in Guardians, it was actually had more heart. Absolutely. In that moment. That, but him destroying that Walkman was, and I think it's because James Gunn had the benefit of working with these characters from scratch. Like yeah, he built yeah. this for himself. That's definitely. I mean, I he, think, he built the Walkman thing out of scratch. I think yeah. James Gunn is a better ensemble director. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But I think Taika's funnier. funnier. Yeah, he's yeah. better with the comedy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and Taika didn't write this. James wrote both of those movies, I believe. Yeah. Both of them. And this was written by Chris Yost and Christopher Kyle. Well, Taika threw out the script and yeah. went his ass with it, and then <laughs> uh, whatever the one. I, just, I think it's pretty safe to assume that assume that that's what Taika did with that yeah. fucking script. He's like, at least, yeah, yeah, it was like I'm gonna ignore. I will say things. this in one line, and then we will go to the next improv bit. He probably looked at all the dialogue and was like, yeah, that's not the way this is gonna go down. I mean, he threw out everything we know about Thor really said, until now, and like even after, if you think about like an Age of Ultron where he was like I'm going to find the stones and I left and did he really do that did he even check in on where the other stones were he didn't give a fuck about where, and why, where is that so we were thinking there was going to be another stone here but nothing about nothing connecting it really to Infinity War aside from that end credit scene there, the Tesseract there's the Tesseract which we already knew was there where was the stone isn't that a stone that is that was the one uh, there's still one missing which is the soul stone. Where was Sif? Why didn't they even have fucking Sif in this movie? Yeah. That would have been nice. And you should have just killed her too. Like she would have I don't dead. think she's dead. She just wasn't around. How many Asgardians are left now? So the other time Ragnarok happened is uh in the two thousands and they rebuilt Asgard floating over Oklahoma. Yeah, I read that. That was actually pretty good. That, I like that. I did. I remember that. I, I like that, that too. That was also the impetus for the siege storyline with yes. Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, that was Bendis. Norman yeah. Osborn was like, we can't have fucking Asgard yeah, floating, floating over just Earth. above us, kind of yeah. like Adelon on the moon. But they were just right. so. I have a feeling they maybe they do something like that going so, forward because yeah. they have all the everyone's on that ship unless Thanos just destroys them. Pending where they go with Infinity War, you could continue the Thor storyline just with Asgard on Earth. Yeah, yeah, you could have them. Maybe they make a fourth Thor. I don't, I don't think know. they well, will. That's, they, they left it open to yeah. like if they can negotiate something. And YTT said he'd rather make like a Ragnarok two as opposed yeah, to he a said four. That. That's four, weird as fuck too. Where he just wants to do another wacky sequel of uh, fucking look, Spaceballs doesn't have a sequel. This thing, I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, okay, so look, let's rank the Thor movies, and then let's rank this in the MCU. What do you say? Uh, How about a, instead of ranking in the MCU? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the out of ten, because the MCU that's a that's a little bit more of a okay, or at least if or you're going to rank it, just put yeah, kind of yeah, where. where okay, where it's hard. Yeah. Uh, at first, you know, look, going into this, I was like, this is easily going to be the best Thor movie ever. I mean, b- better than the first two. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't, it's barely, it's just edges out the first one, I think, because it gives them personality. But the first one, I don't know, there were stakes. I felt the essence of like the seriousness character more. Uh, but I would say in Thor movies, this, yeah, it's going to be number one, but it's not hard. What, are, what about the other numbers? And then, and then one, and then two. No, I'm saying, and then what about the... Oh, the in the question? MCU? I will put it... The question you originally asked. Middle, middle, okay. middle top. Middle top? Hmm. What does that mean, middle I don't top? Know. Does that mean like more towards the like number one ranking or more towards 17? Oh, what does middle no, top no, mean? more towards number one. I think. Come back to me. I'm still Jesus trying to Jesus Christ, you're out. so fucking I, decisive. I, 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 I can't. You go. I can't. <laughs> so hard. Oh my God, you're terrible at this. Middle bottom. I don't know. Go. I might change my mind. You go next. All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll answer the questions a little more decisively. Okay, good. I've got this ranked two behind Thor 1. I actually think Thor 1, I like that better than oh, this movie. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. As far as where it ranks within the Marvel Universe, again, not my flavor. I'd have it towards the bottom. Mm. I really was not. It's not one of those movies where I was like, yeah, like this is, this is my shit. Um, and then as far as out of 10, I would go like a. Five point nine. Whoa, whoa. Five point eight. Oh, I forgot about the out of ten. Okay, I was gonna give it like a seven. Wow. <laughs> uh, Rugs, what do you think? Well, that's a weird one because, I mean, the Thor movies. I think they're well. I think this ties the first Thor movie. Yeah. Um, as as far as like enjoyment that I got out of watching it. You get more bang for your buck with Ragnarok. I mean, you get more visuals, yeah. you get more all this stuff. But I really think that the first Thor movie I saw like quite a few times and I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a piece of shit like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um I, I wish there was there was more bang for your buck. Yeah. They just they just didn't put the money into yeah. the, 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 this movie. So with that said, so I have it tied for first with the Marvel it's in the middle bottom for me. I can't, I mean, I like it more than some other movies, but I can't really tell you which one up. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I liked, I think I liked Thor better because for some reason when I got, Guardians of the Galaxy to me was just like um, annoying to watch. I felt like annoyed when I was watching it because <laughs> I was like, okay, Baby Groot, they're like, I'm like, I don't like Baby Groot. I'm not a big fan of Baby Groot. I'm not a big fan of like, uh, the guy who plays Star Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't like him uh, that much. You don't like the I Chris think, Pratt? I think he was better in Jurassic World than or than than, than this. He's like the same character. Yeah, but <laughs> no, he's actually more like he's more macho in Jurassic World, and I think it works better for him. Oh. Yeah, and I didn't like all those these jokes that people like love so much, and I didn't like the Pac Man thing. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Um, is this a so, Guardians of the Galaxy or the wrong movie? No. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, so I it definitely tops Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what what else it's better than. Like, it's probably better than Thor: Dark World. It's better than uh, Doctor Strange. 
Yeah, I would. N- yeah, that's like in the t- middle. Yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah. What about out of ten? I don't know. What'd you give it? Five point eight. And Imran gave it a seven. seven. Imran's always very generous. I'll I'll go a six. Imran also bashed the entire movie and then goes middle top. <laughs> I'll give it a six. Like, if we're doing like increments, I'll, yeah. I'll give it like a six point four. Oh, six point four. I, I, this movie had so many problems. Where are you ranking in MCU? Middle top. I'll give it a seven point two. <laughs> no, in the MCU, jeez, I don't know. It's so hard. I will say, uh, I don't. Uh, your 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 MCU ranking, you, you got to think about it. It's little more. very hard. I will say, I did. Uh, I don't know. I think I had more fun at Guardians of the Galaxy two than this movie. Uh, and then Spider Man was just like sure, yeah. Let's rank. Let's rank them. Th- so you have three out, MCU yeah, movies out that three, came out. Yes, yes. Hmm. That's even Where harder because okay, look, I like this better than all the the yeah, other ones that came yeah. out this year. I would go. I can guess Rug Rug Boys would probably be this. Ooh, I don't know what he would rank. I'd say Spider Man and then Guardians. Yeah, probably right. Rug, Rug yeah. Boy, no, for Rug Boy, not yeah, for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly. I mean, I think they're tied. Both Guardians and Spider Man are tied. Like, I would. I like them and dislike them at the same time. But, yeah. Um. I like Spider-Man Homecoming, as I said, as as an experience, but I don't don't like it as a Marvel mm. movie. Yeah. Ah, shit, it's so hard because really, again, like I'm thinking of Spider-Man Homecoming, and like it's just, I'm, it's, uh, it's so safe again. Like all it does is just put Spider-Man in the MCU. Like it, it really, just makes him likable. Yeah, it makes him likable. Like how they made Thor likable. Like how, uh, so, fuck, I would go. Mm, Guardians first, then Thor, then Spider-Man. I would go Guardians first because uh, I loved Guardians too. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man two be- or Spider-Man second because of the end where the the turn where yeah, he finds out about is, Michael Keaton being yeah. the girl's dad, and then Thor last. See, that's Thor what this really movie needed flavor. was a little holy. There was shit. nothing. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing where it could like pinpoint and be like, all right, this is the time when yeah. this movie is like starting to take itself seriously. Oh. I think the balance worked the best in Spider-Man. The balance, the, of everything. the balance was great. And I, you know what? I'd also thought about like Ant-Man. Like I love the balance in that movie. That is a comedy, but it's, I think it's well balanced. And I it's think not that the visuals the in Thor and the, and all the fun stuff to look at and the action sequences are more f- f- kind of bigger than the Spider-Man ones. Yes. They're fun to look at, but like you, Spider-Man is visually pretty boring. Like Guardians' yeah, 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 biggest yeah. scene yeah. is 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 Baby Groot dancing, and then they're fighting a huge monster. Uh, look, Yondu's funeral was so emotional. Like that beat at the end. Like I I loved w- when they did that, and that and 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 that's what again was the, the kind of thing this movie needed. Like it it just did not have anything. If it just took itself a little bit more serious, man, it would have been a, l- a little bit better balanced. I but we're going to be in the minority. Yeah, no. This of, thing is going to make of, a jillion dollars. Yeah. At, yeah. And the hyperbole is going to continue until the next movie where people are going to be like, this is the best movie ever, Black Panther. And then I saw something where they're like, oh, Infinity War will be funny and epic. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Oh, shit. Don't use I, funny I, in Infinity War. What are you doing? I don't. I mean, it's going to be funny. Yes. Marvel it, films are always going to be funny, but they're, I don't think Infinity War. No. You, 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 I, there's what was track the least record. funny Marvel movie? Least funny? Yeah, I mean, one of the Captain America, but even though Winter Soldier, and I think that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier, Incredible Hulk was nearly not that funny. They try to be funny. 
It's a Winter Soldier, definitely. I would Look, say. I hope Black Panther they take themselves serious because the fucking trailer looks amazing. It's a very important movie in terms of the diversity and the cast and the character and you know uh, black people reading comics growing up are like there's what are you talking is, about dude Tyler what? Perry movies have tons of black people oh that's true Medea <laughs> Lurgan uh, Medea needs to make that X-Men movie called Lurgan <laughs> where she plays uh, Wolverine what, what, what if uh, Black Panther you're watching it right yeah and they, they have a scene where someone dies and you, they, you turn over the dead body and it's like Tyler Perry. <laughs> I feel so bad for Blade. I feel, I feel bad for Blade. Blade keeps getting glossed over. Blade is such a great movie, too. And it was a uh, huge movie. It was fucking a great movie it's for just, its time. It, it was like a, it was a pigeonholed into being like a horror film, really. Yeah, no but, one knew that it was a comic book Yeah, movie. but it's fucking bad. Including me movie. when I first saw it's it. It's really good. It's really good, but, but yeah, that that would be the equivalent, right? Because like, yeah. when I saw Matt Damon, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yes, what the fuck is Matt? <laughs> Tyler imagine, Perry. Like, Tyler Perry in the oh Black Panther. Tyler Perry was it played a serious role in something. I know, I, I saw forget. that. Yeah, I didn't t- see that, but I saw that. Tyler Perry in Black Panther. Oh, that, would, that would be the equivalent. Like, if you saw Tyler Perry's uh, uh, fucking yes, ass, yes. So speaking like, of oh Black- my god, Marvel really has jumped the shark. Here's what we got coming up next year in the MCU. 2018 is going to give us Black Panther, February 16th. Avengers Infinity War, May 4th. And then another comedy, probably Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th, 2018. So they don't have a November release. Everything is uh, front-loaded and stops in July. We're also getting three X-Men movies next year and some other shit. And the Venom movie and all this other shit. Uh, the next superhero movie we will review that that we're uh, geeked for is Justice League, of course, coming out in... Oh, shit. I forgot that was even... Two coming. weeks. But here's what's weird. I got a couple of interesting bullet points in the Justice League. Apparently, after the reshoots, this estimated budget of this movie is over $300 million. Uh, the Warner Brothers president, Kevin Sujihara, is the one who mandated that the movie be two hours or less. This is why it's two hours, because he told them, you got two hours, no more, no less. And here's the one thing that will be very telling, the review embargo for this movie. Lifts, not a week or two before... <laughs> But two fucking days before, Wednesday, November 15th. And look, we all know when that happens, that means the studio has no confidence in their fucking movie. <laughs> so, like, right, you would think they would already release, like, the, you know how they do, like, the social media yeah. blitz? Like, for Wonder Woman, they did it, like, 13, uh, uh, day, or 13 days before, like, mm-hmm. way early, and the buzz worked. Nothing, nothing about this movie. You're not going to get anything until two days before. No, it's not good. That's not good. <laughs> that not is good. not. That does not give me any kind of faith. They, that tells me that they don't have any faith, which is surprising. So my other thing is like now, this movie becoming really Disney and safe and everything's fun and entertaining. Like it does put Warner Brothers in an interesting spot where they can kind of take the contrast of that and run with it. However. Irony being, this movie is the one that's going to be lighthearted with what Joss Whedon. What does Justice League have to do in order to pull ahead here? Now I feel like it, there needs to be stakes. Show me a gritty movie that's a little bit serious, but with a balanced humor. What if they just pull off like a standard DC comic book come to life? That could work. We know it's going to happen. I mean, like... We've seen, we've grown up with the cartoons, the Justice League cartoons, yeah. and the Teen Titans, yeah. Yeah. and all those stuff, and they seem to know exactly what to do in those cartoons yeah. to like make it feel like the comic books. That's true. So if they are able to pull it off somehow, where you're watching this, you're like, yeah, it's a fucking comic book come to life. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't think they have it. I, just looking at when they released Wonder Woman's re- review embargo, which yep. was 13 days 13 before, days. and they this were... one is a day before. <laughs> so clearly they were- They are low, not confident. That they must have- So, because, uh, you know, a lot of it is they're trying to mesh the Joss Whedon with the Zack Snyder. Uh, is that going to be an issue? Is uh, the, two, the two mandated two-hour runtimes- Outside of just making the film, there is a lot- There's so much. Uh, going against this. Yeah. In terms of the the negative publicity prior to this film, the fact that you've now brought in a different director, the fact that you're doing the formula a different way in terms of not introducing all the characters in their own solo film, but throwing all of them in one film, it's just a lot going against it. Mm, ah, man. But if the- it was a, if it's for Rugboy's question, if it's a comic book come to life and yeah. it's just a bunch of fun, yeah. shit, I'll take that at this point. I mean, oh, shit, yeah. I after after watching Thor, I was like, I'm kind of ready for like a slightly serious gritty Justice League. I, I don't but think I don't that's know, what you're getting. We're not getting that because fun makes money. They want to well, make for money. what DC's learned is gritty and dark. Yeah, does not make anyone happy. But there are diehard DC oh, yeah. fans. I've love, been tangling yeah. with them on yes. Twitter. I've been reading <laughs> some of that. It's been very funny, very good. Well because, done. Because I mean. Like now that they they first of all they doubled your characters mm-hmm. that you can use mm-hmm. now I can really get into fucking some arguments. That's why I hate Twitter because you can't even like get your thoughts but out. But now you can <sighs> use two hundred and eighty characters, Rugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did so they? Really? Yeah, yep, yes. yep. They, oh, wow. They've extended so the count. I'm getting hammered by these guys. There's so many de- <laughs> guys that love Man of Steel. Yeah, defending like that, super, Superman, Superman and. Uh, uh, it's a good thread. Check it out on Rugboy's Twitter. Uh, okay, I got a couple of... Uh, at Really Rugboy. At Really Rugboy. I got That's a couple... That's where you can find him. You don't have to ask at the end <laughs> so, of the show. Okay, now we know. So <laughs> I'm not going to ask. I am going to... Hey, do you know we have a fan club on Patreon, listener? That's just for you. I uh, uh, got a couple of email, email reviews from listeners. Uh, here's an email from Ron Hans, listener and Patreon supporter. Hey, Imran, it's been a while since I wrote in, but I wanted to give you my first thoughts of the new Thor movie. I will say that I like the movie and it was very entertaining however i think it might have tried to be a bit too funny for the mcu while some of the one-liners and little bits they had in there did make me laugh i found that at this stage of the mcu infinity war right around the corner they should have done some things to move the story along which i don't really feel they did what i liked was some of the backstory you got on odin and hella i did like some of the comedy and that you actually saw thor Use his lightning to fight. What didn't work so well for me was how much comedy there was. There were storylines that didn't need so many jokes. Thor and Loki coming to terms with who each other is or Valkyrie's past that it would have hit a lot harder, at least with me, than they did. The other thing that didn't work for me was that as I thought there was way too many storylines to keep track of with all the characters we had to follow and the new ones that were being introduced, it was just a lot of stuff to put in this movie. All in all, it was an entertaining movie and at the end of it, I did enjoy my experience with the movie. In my rankings, I would have this in the lower third, though, of the MCU. That is not to say it was a bad movie, but the MCU has put out better. In the DCEU, it would be second behind Wonder Woman. Thanks. Looking forward to the review. Keep up the good work. You guys are still number one in my queue. Talking nerd. We didn't fuck it up yet. Uh, And then Wes Cranford, Yank from Down Under, replied to uh, Anthony, your initial reaction on Patreon. He commented, yep, my take too. I found the comedy, took me out of the movie. It was too much. My first Marvel disappointment. Effects were good. Good story, action, acting, all good, but we are on the same page. I will see it again, though, to give it a second chance. I liked Hella, very sexy, but the casual humor messed with the character. 
There's one. There's one more review on here that just came up okay. on our page. Share it. From Wayman Swanson. Oh, Ray Swanson. Yes. Ray Swanson. He goes. I can't say I walked out of the theater feeling the same way after I same way I did after the Avengers, but I would still rank this one in the, my top five of the Whoa. MCU. But the point here should be broader. To me, these films are being over scrutinized. The MCU isn't trying to make thought-provoking thrillers or thought-provoking drama. They have set up to make family-friendly action adventures. Mm -hmm. Those require some suspension of disbelief. They are borrowing from so much source material to create their own variation of the universe, it's bound to piss off comic book lovers. But these movies are meant to do only two things. One, take the viewers on a fun and exciting ride. And two, make make money, buttloads of it. To do the second, they need people to become invested in the characters, so they leverage humor to help make them cool and to have more people invested. They are going to go as deep. They aren't going to go as deep or as dark, so they can eventually, so they can get to a younger audience. Eventually, the formula will grow tiresome. But me, I'll suspend some of my critical eye and just go along for a ride. After all, I'm enjoying it so far. So look, I get that you're enjoying it, but can I have more? Is it wrong to ask for a little bit more? A little bit. Why can't like I love Rug Boy's idea? Why not pick one and try to make? Like an Oscar I can't, I can't movie. Disagree with anyone that's. I know anything. that's the I, thing. I understand if you did like it. Yes, it's, it's very fun. <laughs> it's very fun, but just so. Thin. I don't get. Ma- I don't get pissed off like I do with like BBS, where if like you're like, man, BBS was really fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, like if you really thought this was great. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a, it is a funny comedy. I mean, but I also think it's another example of just like mediocrity selling mediocrity being the thing that people gravitate towards. And so this prevents any risk taking or anything. Well, that's the thing. It's like, um, with music and stuff yeah. like that, like nothing challenges you well, anymore and well. no one wants to challenge you cause it doesn't make money. So if it isn't making dollars, then it isn't making sense. You know, mm. Oh snap! Did you just come up with that? That's a good one. Oh, oh that's, a, that, that's a quote from a, a musician that nobody knows because I listen to crazy music that no one listens to from Pedro the Lion. Oh, I don't know. He him. has a great song yeah. called uh, "Moving Units." Yeah, I got to. Uh, okay, last thing I got to play uh, Joe from Work's audio on the Patreon because it's pretty fucking funny. Because I guess he listened to yours, Anthony, and he was like, "Oh hell no!" Here's what Joe <laughs> so, from Work. Well, yeah. Okay, do you, does he address? I'll just say me and Joe from work saw the movie together. Yeah, we talked time. about it, that you were his date and that uh, you had to put out afterwards, and he probably didn't, which is fine. <laughs> there it is. Hey, guys, this is Joe from work here. Um, saw Thor Ragnarok yesterday with the jock. Emron mentioned doing an instant take. I wasn't going to do one just because I went home and fell asleep right away. wasn't thinking much of it until I listened to Anthony's this morning and just thought, fuck that guy, you know? <laughs> I paid for his movie ticket last night. He didn't even put out once. Yeah. He's all talk. He said just nothing but a prude. <laughs> so I don't know how much uh, how much weight you put on his opinion, but fuck that guy. Alright. Um, the movie. Blanket statement. I'm going to say the movie was good. I'm going to go ahead and compare it to the first two Thors. Um... And say that I want to see more of this one every time compared to those first two. As far as Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is humor-wise, if you had a problem with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, just wait for this. You'll probably have a problem with it. There's so much slapstick comedy. Even... Even I think the characters are charismatic enough where it where it's it works kinda. At least I'm not hindered by it too much. It doesn't take away too much for me. But fuck after the first two, three minutes with just seeing with Thor in the movie, I was like, fuck me. They're really throwing shit at the wall. But <laughs> fuck me. We'll see. 
We'll see what you think. Um, Taika Waititi did a good job. If you like Flight of the Concord stuff, if you like uh, what we do in the shadows, which is hilarious, then you'll love his character Korg. Korg was awesome, pretty funny. Tessa Thompson was really good. Uh, she'll be a fan favorite, I think, for sure. Um, Hala, uh, jury's still out on Hala. I don't know how I felt about her. I mean, acting-wise, she did a good job, but we'll see if she pops up again. And then, um, what, what did Anthony say? Jeff Goldblum was great, he said. Jeff Goldblum was just fucking Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. I think everyone in there knows what to expect from Jeff Goldblum. He didn't do too much else, but he was pretty funny. But Other than that, I thought visually it was very cool. Sitar was awesome. That, that worked for me. The Hulk talking more worked for me. I enjoyed it. Overall, this movie, the action in it was was split up pretty well throughout the three acts I didn't find a dull moment in there really I never got bored in Thor you see some cool stuff from him in the action scenes you haven't seen before I think it was hinted in the trailer they also leave stuff out or they, they switch stuff around in the trailer so there's some misdirection you'll see I'm sure you'll notice it if you've uh, watched the trailers as much as I have so with that being said I'm just hoping this movie even though it was very light it was space y I enjoyed it, the action, the visual, the music, the synth, everything made up for it, uh, and I thought put it over the first two Thors. So if going forward, I want to see more of this Thor, um, just cut back the comedy, and you know, if, if Infinity War is going to go as dark as I think it will, or as like it's been hyped up, I think this will be a nice movie to go back to. The, listen, the, the the Marvel, the, the all the movies they've done, the li- the storylines, you know. Joe. Just looking at the Thor movies, I don't think there was too much weight on any of those to begin with. I don't think people really cared as much uh, as opposed to the other ones. So I think they took the risk and they were able to and they got away with it. And I think they're going to, you know, there's going to be overwhelming praise for this, which I think there already is. So, you know, they're going to get credit again. Marvel's going to get their cock sucked and uh, everyone's (laughs) going to go home happy. But we will see. You know, go see it for yourself. And uh, this is Joe from work. You can follow me at work in the office, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. All right. Happy Friday. Bye. <laughs> That's the best part where he's like, you can follow me at work in the office, 9 to I, 5. I got to address Joe from work. Okay. I'm not putting out until he gives me my refund for that ticket. Oh, shit. Why do you need a refund? You didn't Because you didn't like the movie. It was not. Uh, no, I just, I want just my because money he back. paid for it. So I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't give me. I gave him back the ticket and the receipt. And I said, "Give me a refund for this." So, I I don't understand. Yeah, he owes me money. What? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Exactly. Why? <laughs> exactly. Thanks for sending in your audio, Joe, from work. Uh, look, he gives me a refund. I'm not putting out. <laughs> All right, Joe, you heard him. Give him his money back. <laughs> he, did, he did pay for my ticket. That's he paid, but now you owe him money. I you I owe me I, money I, I, I don't understand how this math works. But Anthony, you're the sales guy, so I believe you. Uh, if, you if you say the math works out, it works out. All right, that's it for the review. Any final thoughts anybody got? Twenty dollars for some jock sacks. It's not that much. That's to pay. that's cheap. Oh, shit. That's good. That's a good exchange. Twenty rate. bucks, Joe. That's all it takes. Twenty bucks yeah. on the Patreon will get you some jock sacks. Uh, we already talked about where you can follow Rug Boy, right? <laughs> on Twitter. Where can they follow you? I really rug boy. Yes, and follow us on Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast. Subscribe. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can do it right in the computer, right on your app, right on your phone. And of course, 
Tell a friend, spread the geekery. Jockey Nerd. Thanks for listening to the Jockey Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. I'm going to stick my mouth on the on a tailpipe of a car right now. <laughs> Sucking that exhaust, Rugs. Yeah. Let me hear you breathe. Are you wheezy? No. I'm not wheezy. I'm George Jefferson. Wheezy! Get your hand off my penis! Oh, that's Anthony. Talking nerd! <laughs> <laughs>